um, do you guys know which end of a chocolate cornet you're supposed to start with? The butt end. The, no, you're no. supposed to start with the little skinny end at the top. Aren't you supposed to take the, the piece of the skinny end off and dip in the chocolate? Oh, yeah. See, I thought you were just supposed to, you're supposed to bite the middle of it. You know, just cut all of the which end crap no. out and just... Uh, Hey, you, I don't think that's how that works. You, you ever you ever eat like an ice cream cone and you decide to uh, eat the bottom of the ice cream cone and then start slurping the ice cream through the little bottom piece like it's a big straw? That makes oh, a oh. huge mess, though. Oh, that's not so if you're messy. only if you're careful. Only if you're careful. No, no, only only if it if it's those triangle shaped cones. If you've got the ones with the round circle on the bottom, it just yeah, doesn't work it's the n- same. Yeah, it's not going to work as well. The ice cream just come right through, and then you're done. Mm-hmm. Do you no, ever no, just qu- eat pizza with a knife and a fork? No, 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 no. Just get out. No, get out. I'm from New York. You get out. You get out right now. But it's so messy. No, 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 no. See, Zen that explains it. See, this motherfucker has never had actual pizza before, so he doesn't know. Know that you're supposed to eat it like a dignified person with a knife and fork. Motherfucker, exactly. I will go John Stewart on your bitch ass motherfucker. <laughs> wait a second. Hang on. Andrew, Andrew, sit down. Sit down. Wait, sweetie. wait, wait. Hold up. Hold up. We're not here to talk about food. Why are we talking about food? Is it holy cow? You're right. It's is that is that no. why we're here? What? Well, there is a. Spe- I mean, no, it's, no, a, good, no. it's a good place let, to start. Let me hold, let me get- let me get out the cake because I believe that this cheesecake with 29 candles in it has Happy significance to it. Cha, cha, cha. Happy birthday, birthday to you. Cha cha cha. Happy birthday to you. Oh god, you're Happy both so often singing. Best at Noah. Aww. Happy birthday to you. Happy Yay. birthday, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> now Num. I can finally buy illegal video games with those sex scenes in them. Yay! Now, no, make a wish and blow out the candles. You have you have to make it before the shooting star exits the vicinity. I wish that I could do a dub the dub talk episode with my best friends about one of my favorite shows of all time, Lucky Star. God! <sighs> Yay! Hey, look, it came true. I want something. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> that was a long-ass intro just to get to this point. No, <laughs> honestly. Until we get her there eventually. It was a good bit, though. We had fun with that. The whole thing about Lucky Star is basically it's just a lot of meandering until we finally get to the point, maybe. Uh, maybe. Uh, I'm still waiting. That that show came out over ten years ago, and I'm still waiting for that maybe. Uh, but anyway. To, right, Bring it back to the point here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dub Talk, the exclusive podcast talking about English voice acting in anime. And as you could probably surmise from the weird conversation that we just had, this is a special birthday episode. Um, all of our hosts have the option to pick an episode of their choosing with group members of their choosing about a show, however old or new it is, of their choosing. And uh, although my birthday was last month, we're recording this a month after that. We're still going to use this time to talk about a show that has a very special place in my heart. It is Kyoto Animation's Lucky Star. And you may be thinking, you'll probably think of one of two things. One, why is this show super special to you? And two, oh my god, that show is super special to me. Because, um, well, Lucky Star has the distinction of being the very first anime I ever watched. Yes, a two, a late 2000s Moe clad Kyoto animation show 
was the first show that I decided to check out uh, in my sophomore year of college when I decided I want to know more about the world of animation overall, but I don't know that much about Japanese animation. I mean, kind of steered away from it. And so I believe it was uh, uh, the opening was on a countdown video that someone had put together of like top anime openings of all time. And I saw the opening, I thought, I'm going to look up this show and I'm going to watch it and maybe I'll like it. And I ended up liking it quite a bit. Um, to join me in this adventure, I'd like to, to welcome my fellow Lucky Star cohorts, Andrew. Hi there, guys. Uh, no, wait, hang on. <laughs> Hi, Luckies! God ow, damn it! Ow, ow, no! Ow, ow. Never do that again! Oh, oh, oh wow. Never Please. do th- Andrew, I love you. Never leave, do that again. Leave the voice acting to the professionals. Oh! <laughs> rude. See, Andrew's, Andrew, I think Andrew should... Um, um, uh, nice tempt, but um, could you flip over to the the grouchy smoker Akira instead? Yes, please. <laughs> now I gotta hear this. I gotta hear this shit. Yeah, yeah. I see how it is. Everybody's gotta be a goddamn critic. I've been working this podcast circuit for four years, and then there's this bitch-ass motherfucker that thinks, oh, it's my birthday, I'm so special, let's change up and change the script of the format of how this works, let's see how this works, let's change up the formula, there's a formula for a reason, Mr. Noah Clue, you can't just change it on a whim. Andrew, 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 Lucky star. Bye me! I'm calling my manager. I can't put up with this bullshit on professionalism. Keep going. You don't Keep have going. a manager. You're dating your manager. You're screwed from the get-go. Good speaking job. Of the, speaking of that manager, Lilac. Hi. <laughs> I'm slowly dying over here. I mean, I have to keep tabs tabs of this so-called talent of mine over here. Like, I, I don't even know what his deal is these days. He just complains about everything. It, no, 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 it's okay, because let, let me... He's a good boy. He is a good cabana boy, and we gotta take care of our cabana boys. He is not a good boy. Are you kidding me? Everyone's a critic. Sit <laughs> down. I mean, that's well, our jobs. Well, speaking of doing our jobs, rounding out our cast, we have also Zenith Will Rule. Hi, everybody, and uh, I'm not Zenith Will Rule. I'm Zenith Warrior Princess, and I have that's a cat on different. my lap, and I have a skirt on, and I'm I'm ready to be lucky. Yeah, you, you basically, in the process of, of watching the show, you told us you basically turned into one of the characters. Is that correct? No, no, Izumi is basically me. Like, essentially, everything that you see from her in the show, that's me. I am so, gl- I am so glad I converted, because I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that Zen and Lilac had not seen any of the show before being recruited into this whatever it is we're doing. Nope, I've never seen it before. I'll uh, I'll say this. While these two have not seen the show before, I will say this. I actually do have a history with the show somewhat. I've never finished it to completion, but I have seen several episodes, especially episode one, Ad Nauseam, because every time I hear Chocolate Corday, I start breaking out in a cold sweat. (laughs) Um... So, what? would anybody so like did to it hear... Trauma, did it traumatize you or something? No, but it brings back some embarrassing high school memories. Would anybody like to hear those? Oh, please. Oh, As yes. your girlfriend, yes. Ooh, tell, us, tell us, tell us, tell us. Okay, so my, my experience with uh, Lucky Star in high school is one of my friends in my local circle at high school 
kind of got us a lot of us into it because he found it one day, started watching it a whole bunch, and kind of got everybody else into it at some point. It got everybody else so into it that we started collecting it. We started making jokes about it. Everybody kept saying, so yeah, Bread Factory, huh? As like a joke thing because it's like that's just a dumb thing they said in the show. And they would also say, it's really stinky. <laughs> that's a thing that we said regularly just in the middle of conversations because of Lucky Star. <laughs> and here's the embarrassing one. Oh boy. At some point, our group of friends on Facebook may or may not have changed our last names to be the last names of characters in Lucky Star. Oh! Can, can I do that? Can I be Izumi? I may or may not admit that I have done... I had done that at some point as well. What was it? I... <laughs> I believe it was Andrew Iwasaki. God can, damn it. can you say weeb? Can you say weeb with the great big topping of So, oh, fucking weeb. Anyways, that's the, the funniest part is everybody else, of course, it's been like almost a decade or so since that's happened. No, not a decade. Like, no, almost a decade. Yeah, that was like freshman, sophomore year of high school. So almost a years ago. Anyways. Uh, God, you're old. So everybody else has changed their last names by this point. I am, of course, still... Andrew, my last name, on Facebook. One of my friends still has never changed it back, and they are just so-and-so Haragi on Facebook and have been since high school. That's hilarious. That's dedication. I I have to respect that person. Whoever you are out there, you friend of Andrew, I commend you. Well, I mean, I can understand that, because I actually changed my name on Facebook and never brought it back, but... That's... Okay, Zenith, that is a completely, completely different circumstance, which is completely fair and understandable, and I'm happy that your name change is as you are, and I'm happy that you are, in fact, Zenith. This is just I am now Zenith Izumi. It is official. Oh, God. Okay. God damn it. No. No. I was Wait, not trying you... to encourage you to do that. No. No. I'm checking Facebook right now. If she didn't do it, I will be disappointed. Anyways. Wait, hold, on. hold on. Give me a second. Anyways. I'm disappointed she didn't do it. Oh. <laughs> Fucking fake fans, Zen. Ugh. You gotta God. give me a minute. Gosh. Okay. Anyways, I have now shared... Anyways, I've I've shared my embarrassing past with Lucky Star, but I had never actually completed the whole show up until this episode. Quick question about that story, though: Have the friend that didn't change the last name? Have you talked about this friend to me before? Do I know who this person is? Yes, I have. Okay, so it is one of you. Okay, so it could be any of you. Okay. He is one of the twins. Oh. <laughs> Great. That's amazing. Yes, God yes. The, the person who did this is actually a twin. A, per- a fraternal great. twin, too, as a matter of fact. Just like the Haragis. That's great. That's great. I love it. Anyways. And it's done. Check it, Facebook now. Congratulations, Zen, oh if you're God, no longer yes. fake. What the fuck are we here for again? <laughs> anyway, okay, I'm trying. Okay, I, I, I my, love this My so name much. is officially Zenith Izumi. Yeah. So, so you probably you probably are wondering by this point, a good ten minutes into this podcast, does this show have a plot? Like you haven't talked about what, what, the show what is, is a plot? Uh, the what the is, plot of Lucky Star. The plot of hmm. 
Um, uh, so, um, there, there is this genre of anime um, that is called the slice of life genre, and it, it really doesn't have an ongoing plot usually, it's just the day-to-day -day activities of the characters, usually in a very mundane setting. Some people kind of compare it to a Seinfeld type of show, which also didn't have an ongoing plot, but was very, very entertaining to watch just because of the, the things going on. This show, Lucky Star, is kind of the beginning of what we would call the moe craze of slice of life shows there this is the grandmother of every 2010s moe slice of life show you've ever seen because all it is is it is a group of high school students in japan who look like they're 10 going about their day-to-day -day activities um, mind you, you they start out as juniors in high school they start in their second year they they're 17 <laughs> Yep. The, the show, go like, the very first episode, they call out, like, wait a second, you're 17, and you screen cap that while looking at the character designs, and you think to yourself, ah, mm, 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 no. Mm. Let me tell you why that's bullshit, basically. <laughs> well, well he, he, here's, to be fair, to be fair, I look like I'm 15, and I'm 29, so, I mean... Yeah. Uh... But but you did not... I'm going to guarantee that in your high school years, you did not look like you could still go to elementary school. Well, actually... Okay, yeah. Well, extenuating... Okay, if it's one person, I get that. If it's the whole town, that's a problem. I was growing... Well, maybe it's a town of dwarves. I was growing into my <laughs> facial hair when I was in high school, and, like, that that stuff, basically, I shave it off, it grows back, five o'clock shadow the next day, so... Yeah. I don't think these... I don't think these characters have much to worry about facial hair, because most of the cast is women. Uh, there are two male characters who we will talk about coming up, but for the most part, it's high school girls doing high school things. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, if you take the facial hair away from someone, they look pretty young, so... Unless they've been oh doing those God. hard drugs. You have you have no idea. <laughs> what the f so, Okay, so yeah. So yeah, so um, this is going to be a bit of a different episode for us, because we are going to go through the usual cast and discussions like we do in these episodes, but um, we're going to try to keep it a little less structured. In spirit of Lucky Star, there's not going to be a plot, there's not going to be... A conflict, and it's just going to be a lot of people talking about things that you probably talk about with your friends a lot, but you don't you don't remember it afterwards. And, and there's also going to be karaoke. A, we already had our karaoke session this earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, let's get to this. Um, as one last thing to talk about, um, this show is very special um, to a lot of people because. Um, it's a Kyoto Animation show, and as a key thing, recent events in Kyoto Animation, mm. you probably know they recently had an arson attack, yep. and unfortunately, one of the casualties was animation director Yasuhira Takamoto, who mm. directed the majority of this show. Yes. So we want to give a shout out to his family and everyone else who just absolutely loved his work, because this is my personal favorite of all the things that he's worked on. Paying absolute love, admiration, respect to mm -hmm. the victims, their families affected, and all yep. that, and nothing but respect to Mr. Takemoto's work and career. He's done wonderful things, and rest in peace, good sir. I am holding up a heart symbol with my hands right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very good. So, 
um, yeah, let's talk about this, uh, the dub, because interestingly enough, for a show that is so rooted in Japanese everythingism, like you could not make the show in any other country, there is an English dub to it that was put together by Bang Zoom Entertainment, and um, let's get into talking about that. To direct this, uh, because this dub was put together in the early 2010s, um, who else is going to direct and write it but the person who did most of Bang Zoom stuff back then, Alex Von David. Uh, this man, this madman who we love and adore, has been the director and the scriptwriter for shows like Madoka Magica, Erased, Kill the Kill, and probably most prevalent to this particular show, the spiritual predecessor to Lucky Star, Haruhi Suzumiya. Not only is another... it the spiritual successor, it's probably like the single most referenced cameo thing in this entire show. That yes. and Full Metal Panic from Ofu. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Which is kind but, of um, weird. Yeah. No, but the other part of it, too, is um, Lucky Star is uh, a former Bondi Entertainment title as well. Yes. Well, it's not just... Well, it is. Um, it's... Yeah, it was um, released by Bondi. Uh, Funimation has the rights to it now. Because Bondi um, has since closed down, and they got it in a big package deal with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, as far as talking about the actual direction on this whole thing, um, I have a weird history with this dub because I first watched the show ten years ago, uh, mm -hmm. in sub, and I really, really loved it in sub, and I couldn't imagine it being done in English because not it's so Japanese in everything it is. It's set in a very specific time in Japan, it's focused on otaku culture, and it spends a lot of time just talking about the day-to-day -day activities of your average high school student in Japan. Um, so that being said, having an English dub of this seemed a little weird, but I gotta commend them. The adaptation of this is probably the best way that they could have adapted it. I've seen a lot of shows that try to adapt the Moe voice archetypes that this the Japanese cast had, and a lot of times it sounds really bad. There's a lot of really bad Moe voice acting out there because it tries to sound ootsy and cutesy, but it's These just sound like they're acting. trying to do cute girls, they're not trying to imitate the mo okay there's only one time they try to actually imitate like the true moe-ness and that is somebody who is playing a character who is pretending to be moe already you're talking about the american oh god no actually i mm, i don't like her actually but no i, I was talking about uh akira akira kokobi that's a, yeah it's a good point because that that is uh like the voice actress does a good job on that part because it's well, well, it's the best to be fake. We'll get to the actual voice actor when we get to that segment because I have I have interest I have words. But anyways, um, the direction of this show is actually pretty good and interesting. It's kind of fascinating hearing it from like an early 2010s like 0809 kind of dub in the regards that there are some there are some. There's, you hear a couple of people, like, who are now much more, like, prolific anime legends. Like, union-type people you don't see in as much, like, non-union stuff. Mm -hmm. As well as, like, a couple of people that just do not do anime anymore and do more animation. Like, cartoons, animation stuff. And it's also fascinating because... This is a show where the ensemble background are, like, actually the same three people. <laughs> like, yeah. it's... Yeah, let's call like, here's out the thing. those three, shall we? Uh, it's, it's, 
it is Richard Epcar is like the most prevalent one, aside from maybe Derek Stephen Prince. I'm about to Derek say Stephen I'm looking Prince. at ANN right now, and like it's, it's who's got the <laughs> Richard Epcar and Derek Stephen Prince are like Everywhere. probably. Seventy percent of the background characters, in which this which story. is really fascinating, because Derek Stephen Prince is the one doing a lot of the background female voices yes. too, and it's like okay, something's up a little bit off here. It's like oh, that's just, that's Derek. Cool, he's very good then, at what he does. It's just like that's and then there's also like Johnny Bosch does quite okay. Johnny <laughs> Young Bosch is Daisuke Daisuke Ono, motherfucking Daisuke Ono. <laughs> like why is he okay? And then Crispin Freeman too is oh, in here. Okay, Crispin. Oh yeah. Crispin Freeman, Lex, Lex Lang's another one, too. But, like, the most of it is Richard Epcar and Derek Stephen Prince, with Derek Stephen Prince doing a lot of the background female characters, which is great. Uh, so, yeah, I'll say that the dub, like, the direction is pretty good for a lot of the main cast, and the adaptative script work actually is pretty funny and pretty understandable, even if there's a lot of, like, Sometimes hard to translate otakuisms, and they use uh, Japanese things like Tamara, like uh, Tamara San, Chan, uh, mm-hmm. all that the stuff. Yep. They kept the honorifics, which it's a little jarring at sometimes, but I got used to it since I've heard dubs that keep the Japanese honorifics for. That's not a deal breaker for me. It's just a little weird. A lot of the performances are really funny and good. There's a couple of performances that I don't like, and I think that the decisions they made were weird with them. But, and I do think it's just a little weird sometimes realizing, okay, every background voice sounds very, very eerily similar. These are some... I wonder why. It sounds very eerily similar. Only because we know these voices offhand. <laughs> well, well, even okay. Like, you can okay, recognize okay, Derek. No, no, here's no. the thing: you can recognize Derek even pr- no, no, no. people who here's know the thing, voice here's actors. The thing. Babe. I I know the names. I could put names to the voice, but even then, even if I didn't know who they were, I could very clearly tell. Okay, this is the same voice I've heard throughout the show. To I mean, be fair, I didn't really notice, but then again, yeah. I yeah. am the casualist of the fans here, so... Oh. Okay, See, so... There it is. Like, if, if someone who's not... Here's the thing. Similar to Zen's situation, if there's someone who's unlike us and not too familiar with voice actors and their distinctive voices and picks up on them like, oh, that's Derek Stephen Prince. That's Richard Epcar. You might not tell the difference if they're in I did pick up on Kari Walgren, but that's because I watched lots of Digimon, you know? Ooh, oh, that's that's interesting that you say that, but we'll get to that in a bit. We'll get to the main cast The key thing, the key thing. When having a show like this, it could have been awful. It could have been terrible because it's so much dialogue. And if it sounded stilted and you know the recording process, you know that actors aren't just sitting in a booth talking with each other. That's how the Japanese did it. But in the English, it's one person recording by themselves or possibly with someone else's pre-recorded dialogue. And they have to sound convincingly like they're having a conversation. That's very hard, by the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... So, so yeah, I'll, I'll say that I have some quirks. I have some little issues with the dub. You have some quirks. Okay. <laughs> you, you what, what, quirks. what is your quirk? Do you eat hair? <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you eat hair and become all might? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, no, no. The man, the man turns pink and uh, shoots Dojin out of his hands. 
I want that power. Let's be real. In the world of My Hero Academia, you have two kinds of quirks. Actual cool ones and ones that just turn your head into a chihuahua. <laughs> there, there is. There is a background character in like one of the screen of one of the scenes and it's like his head is just a peg. That's a superpower. Yeah. yeah. What's this guy's deal? How is your life? What is-, <laughs> what is your life like if you are just a fucking Lego brick for a head? Can I just have a quirk that allows me to have like, you know, produce all the arrow J I want? That's I think that's <laughs> that that's in the, that's in the uh, the the exclusive triple X version that we're not allowed to read. There's hey, they they have some pretty triple X quirks if you look at Midnight. What her actual quirk is not that her actual quirk is actually just making people fall asleep. Which honestly, yeah. that's a good quirk to have if you have people who are basically insomniacs. Uh, what the fuck were we talking about? Lucky Star. Now, speaking of putting people to sleep, yeah, this show has a tendency to bore a lot of people. Um, Hi! Some people... Some people that... uh, so, Lilac went into the beginning of this and just asked me one simple question after watching one episode. I wrote what? this I wrote this down in my notes, and it was one of the first notes that I wrote. No, what the hell are you making me watch? And, <laughs> and as I told her, you know, I've been watching this show for ten years. Like, literally, this is a show I've watched and rewatched more than anything else. I still don't really have an answer, and that's okay, because this show just kind of washes over you. I, I pretty much finished the show today before we recorded it, and I said that in our little Twitter chat, and he was like, did you figure out the answer to your question? I'm like, you mean the one where I asked what the hell am I watching? He's like, yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> so so here's, here's my thing with this show. Uh, yeah, like, clearly Lucky Star isn't for everybody, as, exa- as exemplified by me. So, I don't know what I ended up watching. <laughs> and, like, I, I don't know what it is. I couldn't really get into it or anything like that. And <laughs> partway through watching it, and me asking what the hell I'm watching and everything like that, I was talking to Andrew, and I created this new term for myself. So, whenever... Just to give it some context, though... Whenever Andrew and I have been, like, together, like, seeing each other and visiting each other, well, sometimes, like, when we're relaxing or something like that, we'll watch some TV, and conveniently enough, around the time when we do that, The Amazing World of Gumball comes on, all right? Ah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I am a big fan of The Amazing World of Gumball, by the way, <laughs> See, so I'm, I'm into it. I'm into See, it. See, I'm not. I got so confused, and, like, every turn, <laughs> like, every huh. time it's on, I now just, like, cringe and hide in a corner, because I don't, I don't understand what the fuck this show is, and Andrew's like, but it's so good. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> so, I now call this the Gumball Effect, where I try to figure out what the fuck I'm watching, and I don't understand. Um, Lucky Star, it does fall under that category to a lesser extent, because Gumball is just goddamn weird. Anyways, the Gumball effect is basically, Stephanie does not get it, and she is not into it, but as long as she is getting cuddles, she really doesn't give a shit. I wasn't getting cuddles during Lucky Star, though. That's why she didn't like it as much. Andrew, Andrew, you have got to cuddle her while making her watch. You Tika have to and cuddle your this. partner. It's part of the relationship. Well, it's hard See? to do that. It's when hard to do that when I'm in a different state. I don't care. I still cuddle <laughs> Ari when she's in a different state. 
See, see, thank you. <laughs> Zen knows. I know. Zen gets me. Zen gets me. I mean, yeah. what? It, look, not everybody has fucking monkey D Luffy arms. Zenith, Christ. <laughs> it's called. It's called texting your girl and being like, "I am cuddling you right now." Kiss, I do kiss, that already. <laughs> I do kiss, that already. Kiss, fall in love. Don't you tell me how to run my fucking relationship. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Anyway, what the fuck were we talking um, about? Uh, you didn't like Lucky we're Star. We're talking about how I don't get Lucky Star. Anyway. Um, uh, okay, okay that's, I, that's fair. While I don't understand and get the show itself, that doesn't mean I don't get the dub. I think from what I could manage to grasp on it, because I wasn't paying attention half the time, I will admit that. Um, from what I did get out of the dub itself, I think it's actually really solid. It does follow, it does follow the whatever the hell it is very well i think um it has a lot of fun with the wordplay and the references that get thrown in there especially the haruhi and the full metal panic references and so much more otaku things and all this cutesy stuff and just it, it knows how to relax and have fun which i can see that and i can get that completely um again it's not a show for me like i'm like no i love you but i'm probably never gonna watch this again <laughs> Well, here's lie, but... here's the thing. Like, when I first sat down to watch episode one, it took me, I want to say, an hour and a half to finish that episode. Because... It's boring. It, it is nothing. Yep. But I think, I, I, I think what really got me was around, like, maybe episode three, four, or five, I latched onto Izumi as a character, and I'm like... All these struggles that she went through, I'm like, this is me growing up in high school. And I'm like, okay, so it's not, it's one of those type of shows. I like it more as it goes on, but it definitely has this veneer to it where I'm waiting for something to happen. And granted, granted, (laughs) (laughs) granted stuff, like, think about it this way. Me and my girlfriend Ari um, are watching uh, Dragon Maid together, and I absolutely love Dragon Maid, but it does have that same type of structure and problem where it's Mm. not as much of stuff going on, but then again, it's also very, very cute. But I can only handle so much, and uh, Ari's just like, we need to watch another episode. I'm like, I I have diabetes. I'll also (laughs) say this. The original director for the show, fun fact was fucking fired because the first several episodes are so boring. Yeah, and and it does get which, better. Um... Which, I'll say this, I'll say this. If you feel bad for that guy who originally got fired, don't! He's a fucking dickhead and should be shamed and mocked for the rest of eternity. He's a now, hold, dickhead. Hold, 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 come on now, we're not gonna blame Yutaka Yamamoto entirely, and we're not gonna name Yutaka Yamamoto and call out Yutaka Yamamoto. <laughs> we're not going to talk about how much of an asshole Yutaka Yamamoto is for all the world to hear, and for the world to know that Yutaka Yamamoto is a giant piece of shit scumbag motherfucker and deserves to be dragged through the mud. <laughs> no, we wouldn't dare do that. No, we would never promote um, any kind of statement but, like that. But, but here's the thing. There is a... Thing that I get from this show, and it's kind of the same thing as my love story. I call mm. it the my love story principle. It's a show that I don't mind watching. In fact, I like to watch it. It's very cute, and in small doses, 
I can definitely do it. But for a long period of time, no, I I, I have to spread it out. It's like yeah. it's it's like a confectionery rich in sugar where it relaxes you, it gets you good, and you you know you sit back and you have some fun and you laugh. See, but there's no substance to it. See, my thing is because mm. maybe part of my problem with Lucky Star is that I marath- tried straight marathoning it. To which I also tried recommending to you not to do that. But we guess both what know you did. I don't have. But we both know I don't have the time to try. Yeah, and but we I'm both gonna, don't have I'm any free time. Di- but here's the thing. I'm going to disagree on the Tata Never Falls in Love part because I love that show and I will marathon the shit out of um, it straight I wasn't through. talking, about, talking about, about my love story, Steph. Oh, my, my love, love story. story. Wrong one. Sorry. The other I love my show. love story and I will marathon the shit out of it. <laughs> Anyways. I, I can only watch four episodes at a time before there's too much cue. Well, everybody, everybody, everybody has their own Pace. levels. Yeah. Then again, I am I, I have so much cute flowing through me that I can only take so much more. <laughs> All right. Anyways, <laughs> you don't want a cuteness yeah. overload. It's fair. Anyways, the it's, director Alisson David, uh, he does a pretty good job with the script, the performances. I there's some little like quirks with the dub being a almost ten year old dub, but nothing that is too egregious and unwatchable. It's actually still pretty funny and enjoyable, even t- in the year 2019. It's definitely very enjoyable. I thought everyone was very, you know, solidly voiced. Um, I I enjoyed it, but then again, Izumi's my girl, so I I was all behind that. And I'm really glad about that. That there was like that one thing that you could really latch onto. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, we will have a discussion about best girl in Lucky Star in a little bit. Oh, Izumi. No, no, no! I don't want to do that. They're all best girls. They will all sell a bunch of merch, and they will all be best girls. We don't have to ca- categorize them. Please. Okay, do fine. Children. We don't have to play best girl. But can we agree on who the worst fucking boy in the show is? We'll get to we'll get to him. In fact, let's move on to him, shall Dice we? Daisuke Ono? No, okay, no. Daisuke, <laughs> Daisuke <laughs> Ono's a, a very good he boy. Is a good, he is a he, good rose-tossing guy, and... Mm. Look, he's just trying to get work. It's not his fault that at the co-worker, co-star on that gets actually abused. Um, anyways, what, what are we talking- who are we talking about next, though? Okay, so getting into some of the cast members here, uh, we'll get to the cute girls who sell all the merchandise in a bit. Trust me, we'll get there. But to start out with, we do have to talk about a couple of the adult characters. And yes, the character designs. Go ahead and take a look at your screen right now. They are all adults. Every one of them. Most of them have probably fucked too, but you they have all canonically probably. They, they have at least two of them have probably canonically uh, had coitus to have children. Yes, you had to go to the, cl- the no, class. No, no, actually, only party. one of them has has chi- children. One, one of them has yes. a child. But one of them is married. Likely. So yeah, let's talk about that. So the the one who has uh, is married. Um, first up, we have Yui Narumi, who is the is a cousin to our main character, and she is also a cop. So if you're trying to follow along at the home game, that is her character. Um, she has have... she has short hair and she has cute little glasses, and she is called Yui Nason by almost all the characters. That she is, and she's uh, we first see her because she's got a full Metal Panic character mask on at the fair. I don't know what that name of that character is because I haven't seen the show yet. 
but it's adorable as hell. She's um, also uh, says she's tired of working during the fair, even though she's been playing most of the time. She, as, she's as very bad at her do. job, basically. She's she's hardly oh, working the wor- she's hardly working the working hard lifestyle. Yes, and, and oh, we'll get into that. Um, speaking of working. Uh, we also have Nanako Kurori, or Kurori-sensei, who is the blonde-haired teacher of all of three of the characters. Um, in Japan, you don't get a new teacher potentially every year you move up. The teachers kind of move with you. And so we see her in all of the years that they go to school as the video game-playing, snaggletooth, baseball-loving, um, and very single teacher of the class. She also plays games with Izumi, and I'm just like, yeah, best teacher. Honestly, she's actually a really good teacher. Like, she is. She gets on Izumi a lot when she's playing games. No, here's yeah. the thing. You should be studying. She, <laughs> she knows when to. She knows when her priorities have to kick in. Where it's like, aw, it's late. Let's ha- do a raid together. By the way, did you finish your fucking homework already? You fucking scrub. You're supposed to get your act together. I mean, gosh. I went to bed before you. <laughs> Anyways, look. I mean, what, what why would you wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to get with this lady? She she deserves she deserves some action in that lifestyle. Just saying, she's si- yeah, she's but, single, but... ready to mingle, and she's good at her job, and she's good <laughs> at games. So one of them who is also good at games and not single is our last adult, who is. No, Sojiro. technically he is single. If this guy's trying to mingle with you, uh, call, okay, hmm. okay. If this guy's trying Mom to, died, didn't she? If if this guy is trying to mingle but, but, with you, locate the nearest cell phone, call nine one one, and alert <laughs> the authorities. It won't Wrong work. Number, the you... cousin's a comp. As long as you don't get the cousin, you're good. Are you saying the system is rigged and cops are pigs and corrupt? No, I'm just saying he has relatives that are cops. And besides, he's he's not a bad father. He's just a little bit creepy. He's very creepy. Anyways, who is he? He's Sojiro Izumi, and he's the whole reason that our main character is the way she is. Because, um, let me say as a father... Don't play doji games with your, no. your three-year-old daughter. God, they don't. have to learn somehow. Zenith! Okay. That is not the way. No, no, no. Like, no, look. No, no. Look, look, look. There is <laughs> bonding with your children and, like, introducing them to your hobbies and passions. Like, Mr. Noah Clue, how many cartoons and animes have you shown to your children? I, I was just watching this show with them earlier today. We were watching Ladybug before that, and uh, we're and we're just now. My kids are watching the Lego Movie Part Two. So yes, all of the cards. So here's yeah, the thing: but she's you... 17 years old. She's old enough to know about the Arrow J. Okay, okay, but she wasn't watching it at 17. She was watching it at 17 months. God damn it! Like here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like. Yes, you want to be part of your daughter's life and you want to sh- share some of these things. There needs to be some level of boundary and paternal understanding that, yes, let's not just casually give my daughter the porn games. Like, here, uh, Here's devil's advocate here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, all right, to be fair, go ahead. I don't want to be around my father at all. So, like, you know, you, you what, what would you rather have? You want, I suppose. Do, do, okay, yes, he does love you want his your daughter. Dad to give you games. He does love his yes. daughter. He does love his daughter, and he, <laughs> he does loves appreciate his daughter. his daughter. He he appreciates her. He he gets her all the new games, and he has incentives like 
hey, you can get a BS2 if you do well. Okay, yes. Which will work. It worked. It, it worked, worked, which is true. Don't knock it. He I'm just, just, he, I'm just saying. I just want I just want Shojiro to stop looking at her her fucking friends and getting off on that. He's not getting off. He's just like, "Oh, shrine maidens." Yeah. He Oh, look, it's a uh, there's a flag. He's not he's talking <laughs> in weeb talk. He, I mean, he's also taking I, pictures of high school I, girls at the sports I, festival, and that's creepy. It's Shigure, it's Shigure okay, that's a good again. Point. High school girls, high school girls. <laughs> yeah, but she mm, Actually, there's a lot of comparison. They're both stay-at-home authors. Hmm, I wonder. Anyway, let's get <laughs> back on the point. Who plays these characters? Comparison. Yeah, that's going to get that. So Sojiro is not played by the guy who voices Shigure in uh, Fruit Basket. Um, Sojiro is voiced by Tony Oliver, who's a name that you probably heard around before. Uh, you may have heard him in Sor- as uh, Sorata in X. You may have heard him as Shinkai in Redline. But you you have heard him. You probably heard him as Lupin the Third in... Let me grab my castles here. All of the Lupin the Third thing. Basically, if it's not Lupin, if it's not Sunny Straight, it's probably Tony Oliver playing Lupin the Third in whatever movie or TV show. He's not. He's not. It may be Keith Silverstein. He's not done all of the Lupins, but he's done at least a strong majority of English dubbed Lupin performances. He's done the main series. He's also he's also Cuckoo Lane in a lot of Fate Stay Night stuff. I've heard that's a thing that exists. I I don't know if it actually is or not. Uh, playing Kururi is Kate Higgins, who um, is probably best known as being uh, in the recent Viz redub of Sailor Moon. She is Sailor Mercury. She is also Sakura in Naruto. Um, I don't think any of us have ever heard of that show before. Nah. Um, but and uh, Naruto also... runs to Area Fifty One. No! Oh God! Oh, God. Zenith, no! you have dated this episode so badly. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I was gonna. The, I, was gonna I mean, mention the show cl- is dated, so yeah, I want to. I want to talk about that, but yeah, very appropriate. Um, and Kate Higgins is also Chloe in Glitter Force. She is no, also. No. You also know her voice as singing the Jump Up Superstar theme from Super Mario Odyssey. What are these video games you speak of? Are you Motherf- sure they exist? Noah, how are you a real person? Anyways, who's next? I'm really not. I, I'm actually just a computer. Anyways, um, and playing Yui Nason is Julie Ann Taylor. Uh, she has played Darzana in El Noah Zero. She's Taiga in Fate Stay Night. And she is, uh, to show, kind of show how long she's been around, she is Ichigo in the Please Teacher slash Please Twins franchise. Oh, God. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't judge you if you've seen those shows. And she, Out loud, at least. If we're going for some things that I know Zen, uh, Zen would know her from, uh, she is. Uh, oh my God, I'm actually blanking on her name. She's from Danganronpa Two. Goodbye, despair. Why am I blanking on her name? In Chiaki? No, not. No, that's uh, Christine. Kavanaugh. Not her. She's the punk rock girl. Oh my oh, God. Ibuki. Uh, Ibuki. Ibuki. Ibuki Miyota. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. You all have ta- you have taken my Lucky Star episode and turned it into a barrage of video game references. Motherf- well, that's what Lucky Star is all about. That's what Lucky Star's about. about, you fuck. There, there are. Are, are you are them. you a plebeian? Hello. I'm, I don't <laughs> have time for. Vi- I don't have the time or the money so, for video games. Okay, so I'll get this thing started. Uh, 
So Tony Oliver is very good at being a endearing dad, but also a dad who needs to learn his fucking boundaries. Um, but yeah, yeah, dis disassociate the character from the performance. Oh, Tony Oliver does a fantastic job being this kind of dorky, awkward dad who's trying to like be besties with his kid. And he does a good job, and he actually made me he made me laugh a few times just sometimes with his delivery, and also actually kind of a somewhat sweet episode when it's going about the fact that near the end of the series, Konata's asking, "Hey, what was my mom like?" Because the mom looks a lot like Konata, and I think at some point he she just she's very frank with her dad. By the way, it's like, "Hey, dad, are you a lolicon?" It's like, what, 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 what makes you say Why would you say No, that? no, 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 no. See, the proper thing is, I am also, also a lolicon. It's like, uh, why would you say that? <laughs> why yeah, would you let's, say let's that? Dispel he the is Just... equal opportunity. <laughs> it, I mean, it's not saying you can't be attracted to all body types, but let, let's be honest here. We are we are not pro-pedophile in this podcast. I just want no, to... no, 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 no. Not no, I am not excusing anything that Sojiro acts like, and honestly, <laughs> of the things in the show, he feels the most dated as a character. It, yes, because oh. uh, this this show came out in the 2007, and and uh, I I will say Tony does a very good job, and I actually really think it, the the episode where they're talking about like what Konata's mom was like, uh, Kanata, uh, very original name, do not steal. Um, but, yeah, they go into what it was like with Kanata and his life with her, and it's actually kind of a sweet thing. I really was not expecting from this character or this show. It's like, okay, we're just acknowledging this is kind of a bittersweet thing that happened. And, like, well, she, she's a ghost visiting the family, checking in on them. They do the family photo thing together, and the mom ghost mom is in the background and it's a sweet moment and then they look at the photo and they're like oh fuck is there a ghost oh shit this house is cursed delete it delete it i'm like oh oh that's sad it's still adorable it's there's a, it's also a, like some really good stuff beforehand too because when they first like bring up her her picture um they talk about how like he they they used to go to high school together and they were friends for a very long time and they just kind of clicked it was just some something that happened and i think that their romance is probably one of the more um grounded parts of the show which is kind of a side of the the original director because he the guy who directed this also directed uh, dragon maid so you can see a whole lot of that because this show was based on a four coma just like this comedy manga that didn't have a plot so you can kind of tell with some of the bit. segments where it feels like okay that's a panel that's a panel that's a panel that's the punchline yeah yeah. And so to have like these these little bits where the lighting gets more dramatic and the string starts swelling and you get the those bits like the ghost mom coming back. It, it gives the, it gives me very Clonade vibes, which by the way, Clonade is a wonderful, beautiful show. Please, please watch Clonade. Mm. Uh, um, anyways, what's Tony Clonade? It's an anime, Zen. It's an anime. Uh, Tony's it, does it's a actually good job. a band. Oh, shut up. Um, Sorry. Uh, Tony Tony does a good job. Um, Juliet Taylor as Yuide san is adorable and peppy and kind of ditzy, but is also her design's actually really cute, and I she has a lot of fun banter with Konata, and I like how she. I'm here. Uh, she she <laughs> bums 
She bl- Let's go drinking! Let's go drinking. Come on, when I was in high school. I, I went to high school. I, I never got caught. Not even once! You're a, cop. You a cop. Why are you telling us this? It's like... <laughs> But she's so, I, she, she has peak ant written all over her. She's doing her I best. I became a cop because I like to, to throw the gun that I didn't know was not an actual gun. <laughs> <laughs> she's best aunt. There's a bit in the one this, later this episode where... It, she, by she the rules out. of the law, this woman can operate a gun. Yep. And uh, God, God bless her. She, she's the, the cutest cop that you'll probably ever see. Uh, it's Jul- Julianne's performance, I'll agree, is also, is really peppy and it's fun going. And it, listening to the Japanese, it's one of those voices that could have been like really annoying in English, but um, Julianne like gives her all of this energy that isn't like a high pitched squeaky voice. It's uh, like it's a little bit uh, like it's a little high pitched, but this is what I could feel like. I could hear an adult talking like this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, a maybe an irresponsible adult, but yeah, someone who has passed college, probably. What is responsible, really? I also do like how she kind of busts Konata's, uh, she busts her chops about, like, not doing her homework when she can't really help her with her homework because she doesn't remember a lot of it. And also yeah. being like, like... She'll, look, she'll take two sec. she'll look at it for two seconds, she'll be like... Nah, <laughs> and also just well, kind of like, uh, excuse me, you're underaged. Why are you playing? Er- Why are you playing eighteen plus arrow gaze at your age? Well, there's, there's like a whole port where where she like she's she comes in like what you doing? And she's like, uh, um, mm, I'm just gonna go read this manga. You you go yep. about your business, Konata. And she's playing the arrow gay, and I'm just like, yes, best best <laughs> best cousin. She, okay, no, she's not actually playing the, the Aragay herself. She's, Kodata's just there, and she's just like, well, I can't really stop you, so I'm just gonna read some of your shit. But yeah, no, uh, she's great. She's kind of dorky and fun, but also gets, Ooh. like, fun when she gets drunk and also very emotional. It's like, my hubby's away. I miss him. And then he calls her. It's like, by the way, uh, are, why are you not home? I, w- I was gonna surprise you. It's like, I have to go home! Uh, she's drunk. I'll drive her home. <laughs> best, best Christmas ever. By the way, by the way, who didn't play it when they were like, you know, play Arrow Gay when they were like, I don't know, in high school age high school. or whatever? I, I mean, new, new Grounds see, existed for a reason. I didn't play any Arrow Gay. Zenith? You see, Zenith. Some of us were- Zenith. Just because you are correct doesn't mean you are right. See, it, I didn't play those games. These are not mutually exclusive things. I didn't play those games. But I'm still right. <laughs> I, I think me and Lilac were both in the we were squares in high school camp, so yeah. we just didn't know what Newground was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're better now. Or, and by better, I mean we're tainted now. But My parents sat me down to have a talk, but I, I just bl- said it I bl- wasn't me. I blame you my s- friend group and my boyfriend for, the, for who I am at this point. There's a whole alternative world out there where Lilac is a multimillionaire with a yacht and a 401k. And not corrupted by the anime world out there. All I'm saying is there's nothing wrong with a little arrow gay. Anyways. There's nothing nothing wrong with it. But please be like, okay, here's the thing. Look, yes, some of us may have checked these things out. But as somebody who is now legal, it is our job to at least have some (laughs) level of responsibility and not encouraging underaged minors to search up pornography 
Like, that is actually a but message I don't want. But that's what the internet is for. That is, that's right, but no. I'm not trying to promote it. No Avenue Q references. And trust, trust me, we cannot, we will not promote it. However, if that South Park episode taught us anything, it is really, really easy for people to say that they're 18 when they're not oh actually Oh my 18. god, you're not wrong, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> All I'm saying is we can tell, we can promote them to have healthy you know whatever Please internet relationships responsible they're not Please going to do that oh my okay, god I don't, I, I don't think we're i don't think this is, this is i'm this actually is getting this. no 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 andrew stop. andrew shut up andrew shut up i'm taking the microphone really quickly so in talking about julianne taylor's performance yes this is this is how you do this kind of dorky voice right lilac like you must have seen like parts of yourself in this performance right what in the cousin yeah, the cousin, like, like in the, um, like, I, I like to go drinking on the weekend, but I gotta act like a responsible adult on the clock. See, I don't like going drinking, really, at all, so no. Well, like, okay, <laughs> if anything, that. if anything, I'm similar to the teacher, and to some extent. Ooh, speaking of which, what about her? Yeah, t- yeah tell us about, <laughs> tell Andrew's us like, about. Andrew's like, I am now intrigued. Um, because, <laughs> like. Cosplay. Okay, no, 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 oh, that's not where I'm going at. I'm just we saying, we Android 18 cosplay. No. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Okay. <laughs> there, there is a cosplaying teacher in another show that came out this season. Oh, yes, God. and I will make her watch it at some point. Anyways. Wait, uh, cosplay complex? No. Oh, sweet Lord. This is 2019. Welcome uh, back to the present, Zen. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> I kind of see myself in the teacher because, yes, I am a responsible fucking adult, but I also have my moments where I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna have, I'm gonna do some things. See, her playing video games is me watching anime, <laughs> essentially. Like, and she, then, she is a responsible yeah. educator, but she also wants to kick back and play some video games. Mm-hmm. Like, we each I'm have someone we relate to in this. I like yep, it. Yep, I, I'm, I like, I'm a responsible working adult and a career woman, but there are times where it's like, I just want to sit back, relax, and watch the anime. <laughs> like, oh, hello, Chiaki. Chiaki says hi. Hello, Chiaki. <laughs> Chiaki is um, her cat. Chiaki, what did you think of Kate Higgins? <laughs> um, she says but, purr. <laughs> but yeah, I disagree. I, I, <laughs> shut up. But I, I really do like Kate Higgins. Kate, <laughs> Kate I keep thinking of... Um, God, Kogias, fuck. Uh, um, C, uh, C2. C2, thank you. I keep thinking of C2 a little bit. I, I like, like I like her much more than C2. <laughs> I like her, I do like her in this. She's a lot of fun. She gets on everybody's case and it's great. Um, I, I like, I like her just messing with Konata because it's like, yes, yes they're buds the online, but she also is like, hey, I'm still a teacher. Hey, did you- you, I'm still your teacher. No. Did you do your homework? Are you all set? Did you study today, Konata? You should really study. You I feel really like should study. I feel like as a teenager, I would have related hard. I feel like as a teacher, I would have related a lot more to like Konata trying to avoid her responsibilities, which I do sometimes. But also as somebody who is older now and deals with like people online who are younger than me, it's just kind of like, yeah, be responsible. Do your fucking homework, then go back to your shit. Come on. And- and then, there are ta- and, then there, and then there are times, even though Andrew says that, there are times where I have to kick his ass about things and being responsible. The feelings Ooh, mutual, sweetheart. Snap. You really are like Kurori, then. 
<laughs> but yes, no, I love Kate Higgin. I also love how she has this little bit of southernness where she just does y'all all the time. She and, has yeah. that. I noticed that little tick to her. But yeah, no, she's yeah. got some great chemistry. She's a lot of fun when you put her in characters with characters. And also, I feel bad for every time like the universe decides to mess with her and she goes to bed sad. I'm like, no. I like the one episode <laughs> where she just, in, like the one or two episodes where she just out of nowhere flirted with the cousin. Uh, I don't even think she was flirting. She was not well, flirting. She was, she was like, yeah. flirting or like having some camaraderie single girls moment. It was camaraderie was single girl. girls. And it's like, yeah, us single girls. We don't need men. I'm already married, though. It's like, oh. the, the, <laughs> the thing that defines Kurori is that, yeah, she, she is like, uh, what do they say? Uh, it's like December is like, or Christmas is like relationships. It's all over after the 25th. Because she she is oh like her late twenties probably and hasn't gotten a man by this point, which it, is apparently a very bad thing. Oh, who fucking cares? Look, girl, whether you stay single or it's your choice. And either way, you you'll meet somebody. You'll meet somebody that'll treat you right, girl. You deserve it. It took me until I was twenty six. Anyways, it, takes time. it does. Anyways, uh, Kuroi's great. Kate Higgins is a lot ton of fun, and she's just a great great part of this cast. I like her a lot. Very good. And also, yes, um, this character's hot before you ask him. No, 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 no. Don't do that. There's enough doujin out there as it has. Uh, of I mean, the sorry, kids make more yes. doujin. No! Because I hard drive can't handle it. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Zen, Lilac, did either of you two have any other final thoughts on these three characters? I thought they were all very solid. They were very nice. Um, and I will say one comparison, um, just uh, quickly on Tony Oliver, is that he's a little different than the Japanese. Like, I'm going to make comparisons to Japanese all night because I've seen it a lot of times. Um, the Japanese is a lot, is kind of lower and a lot more authoritative. So in, like, scenes where he's trying to be an authoritative father, it actually works in the Japanese. Not so much in the English side of it, but again, Tony Oliver is trying to offset the the pervertedness of the character by just being uh, kind of like a more fun, laid-back dad voice. And I, I fully appreciate that. It makes the character more accessible. And with that being said, um, I guess that covers all the adults in the cast that are not Derek Stephen Prince. There's no adults in this show. That are not Derek Stephen Prince and Richard <laughs> Aparia. There really aren't. Really no such thing as adults. No, no, everyone. I don't know what's in the water. This is like a first love monster situation. I don't know. Anyways, um, so let's cutting around to um, the supporting cast, um, which if you've seen the opening, we're going to talk about almost all the characters who are in the cheerleading portion. I'm sure all of you are very happy about that. Um, this is a large all group. The cheerleader, all of them in the cheerleading portion that doesn't don't show up to the second half of the damn show. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But but you know we we couldn't have a two core series without a bunch more girls to talk about, and so let's talk about them. All right. Crack my knuckles here. So first we up, need color coordination as alongside oh names too. I'm I'm gonna do that. Hold on now. Good boy. All right. We're gonna. All right. First one we have is Yutaka Kobayaki. Kobayakawa. I'm not gonna. Kobaya. Thank you, Kobayakawa. Miss Kobayakawa's dragon maid. Um, <laughs> she is the is the is the pink haired cousin of uh, Kanata who comes to live with them in the second half of the show because she's starting as a freshman at their uh, high school, which um, if you know much about Japanese high schools, you kind of, you have to apply for them and you don't go to one based on the region you're in. You kind of pick it like a college. So you pick it you like a college, you yeah. go to, you, you move closer to there unless you want a long-ass commute. 
Um, her best friend in the show is Minawa Isakawa, who is the Minawa mint green Minami. Minami. I, I miswrote an M as a W. Why did I do that? Minami Isakawa is the uh, taller, flat-chested, green. Wait, Isa- Iwasaki. What did I say? Noah, Minami. did you write these? Minami Iwasaki. You said Isakawa. I was like, I, I messed up my letter. Sorry about that. I am here Minami. to be your Japanese weeaboob pronunciation alarm. Don't worry, I got you, buddy. I, I'll keep you on retainer for that. But, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, best friend character to Yutaka. Uh, comes off as a little bit quieter and scarier to some other people, but we find out she's she's just a softy who wants her dog to notice her and wants to be a nurse's aide and also wants to get some more assets in her life. The poor girl. Uh, in addition to the freshman cast, we also have our American character because, as all, you got to have one American in there. You have we to got have the pa- exchange student. The, the one exchange. It doesn't have to be from America, but in this case it is. Patricia Martin is the bustier, blonde-haired individual who we first meet as a fellow cosplayer in the cafe where Kanato works at. And she's uh, she's got an interesting voice. We'll, we'll talk about that. Shut up, Andrew. We will talk about that. And rounding out the freshman cast is their other friend, who is probably my favorite of the secondary characters, is Hiyori Tamura, who is a doujin artist. Yes, you heard that right. In a show that is all about otaku culture, we need at least one Fujoshi who loves to draw naughty girls and or boys doing naughty things with the same gender. The problem okay. is, the problem is, she sees her buds Yutaka and Minami hanging out, and it's like, oh god, this is just Yuri. She she's got a thing for that. She and wants we, to bloom into you. No, She's she a- doesn't want to bloom. She wants to watch them bloom and then, like, write it down. There's there's a time in everyone's life where they go through that phase, and th- th- we just want this poor girl to move from that stage up to published publication. I want her to be a little less thirsty. She can be a little thirsty. She needs to at least quench it to where she's not shipping, whoa, real, whoa, not shipping whoa, real people. Whoa, whoa. Oh, the Fujoshi. Ha- you are so pot-calling the kettle black there. How dare you, Andrew? Whoops. Noah! Noah! You cannot tell, so- you cannot tell someone else to stop being thirsty, can I you? don't ship real people! That's weird! Well, at least not when we're <laughs> listening. Look, I- I've seen your hard drive, okay? I know all no, of you that. you fucking half it! All I of know. that, all of that Steph party has. slash... Noah's fanfic that you've got on your hard drive. Don't try to deny it. Ah, shit, he's right. Fuck. <laughs> I need to delete everything now. Just... Andrew, how do you think Noah learned about this in the first place? Okay. I conspire against you. It's, this is how his life works. So, moving on to the last two characters. Um, the same grade as the four main characters is... Um, I'm just going to list them both together. Misao Kusakabe and Ayano Minigishi. Um... Misao is brown-haired Snaggletooth who uh, just wants to win the lottery and live the easy life. And Ayano is the, uh, it's kind of like orange-haired, nicer one. She's the most normal of the entire cast, but you see the two of them together the most. They're like, you know, A girl, B girl of their group. Misao's adorable and Ayano doesn't matter. It's sad to say so, but we're still going to talk about her anyway. So all these people have voice actors. Give me a quick second to run through them. I swear I will get this done in one minute. Playing Yutaka is Hayden Walsh, who has been a couple of things in anime. Hayden. She's been... 
Hinden Walsh has been Hele in Laws of the Universe and Amy in Immortal Grand Prix, but you don't care about any of that. You know her because she was Starfire in the original Teen Titans show. And still Ooh. is Starfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she did a few stints in anime as well. Yes. So, um, yeah. Now, um, Minami is voiced by Michelle Ruff, who I don't think any of us have heard before. So let me list no. a few things she's done. No. She's, uh, she's, you know, Michelle Ruff is very famous. She was Sinon in Sword Art Online. She's Luna in the new version of Sailor Moon. And uh, to go along with that loop in the third comparison we talked about before, she's been Fujiko Mine in a whole lot of things. Probably most prominently some of the recent movies, TV shows, including The Woman Called Fujiko Mine. Rip out of print. Patricia Martin is voiced by Patricia Jindli. Um You've heard her in a couple of things. Um, she's Mika in Serial Experiments Lane. She was Afra in El Hazard. And she's played the character of Femme in Ghosts in the Shell. Interesting. Uh, okay. Now, um, this is a character, who, this is a voice actress coming up who um, I know mostly because of her work on Digimon, so let, let's list those out of the way. Playing Hiyori is Felici Sampler, who is probably most best known as the best of the original Digi-Destined. She's Mimi in Digimon Adventure. And That's I not guess, how you say Kari. That is not how me. you say Kari. Don't you at me. I don't want to hear anything about your, your favorite girl's Mimi is the best. I have, she doesn't get I have, enough love. I've never seen Digimon, but just to balance this out, I'll agree with Noah and say Mimi's best. Just... Kari had Gatomon and you Wizardmon. You have betrayed me! Look, you, you, betrayed you betray me. me. I fed up with this world. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what else do you You're um, tearing me apart, lucky star. God damn it. God damn it. Felicia, uh, Felicia was also beginner in uh, Moncoli Night, and... Um, Yazuriha in X. Um, also, um, as far X. as Digimon goes, she also plays. Um, it, she's also in Digimon Zero Two as Cody. So yeah, she played the best character in Adventure and the least best character in Zero Two. The least best character. What a flattering statement. I'm sorry. I, I had no positive or negative feelings towards Cody. He was just there. Cool. Speaking of Digimon, Laura Jill Miller is in the show as well. She's uh, She plays Misao, and you have definitely heard her as Kari, the other best girl from Yay! Digimon Adventure. The actual best girl. The <clears throat> We'll have the sword fight later. Uh, she's uh, she's uh, Minowa in Maharomatic and Nono in Planet Tez, which is a little interesting because that's a Funimation show. I didn't know that Laura Jill Miller had done any Texas shows. Also, and, if you've been watching OKKO, OK she is Fink in that. Thank you. Yeah, she's done quite a bit of Western work as well. She's also prominent uh, in Loud House, but I don't watch that one as much. Yeah, she's yeah she's done a lot. And finally, Ayano is voiced by Peggy O'Neill. Um, let, let's go back to Digimon here because um, I'm shocked. Peggy plays both Batamon and uh, little sister Susie in Digimon Tamers. Uh, she's also Tenyo in the Tenchi Muyo franchise, and she is Diane in Eureka 7. I cannot possibly delegate this conversation, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give the microphone to Zen. I'm going to tell you, just pick any character to talk about, and we're just going to go off of there until this timer runs out. You see this hourglass here? We're just going to go until that runs oh, out. Oh, okay, go. so we're actually doing this on a timer. That's okay, cool. Go. I think they're all pretty solid, honestly. Awesome. Wow, well, that was quick. 
<laughs> Look, we're on a timer. She's got. She's gonna make it so short, sweet, and to the point. Come on. Thank now. you, Zat. Thank you, Zat. I mean, Making it short yeah, and sweet. The, yeah, to the point. They're 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 all characters that I think sound different enough from each other. But um, if you had been watching the show and you got up to the midpoint and you had it hadn't quite grabbed you yet, like the show hadn't grabbed you, the additional characters probably wouldn't have left a very large impression. No. Um, I was super locked in the show by that point. So to I be liked honest, while I like I like the main cast, um, and st- a couple that we're going to be talking about later, I didn't really pay much attention to the background. Fair enough. Okay, fair enough. So, all right, so lilac, I guess. Hmm. We yeah. will have our Digimon fight later. <laughs> Kari, Kari is best Digimans. Kari's uh, best Digidestined. Pi- uh, <laughs> Steph, pick a color. Um, pick a color. Oh, God. Yeah. Let's see. You got pink. You got mint green. You got brown. You got blonde. You got orange. And you got black. Yeah, there's an actual black-haired girl in an anime because they ran out of colors. I'm going to go with black because she's a Fujoshi and she's fucking hilarious. <laughs> All hail the Fujoshi. All hail the Fujoshi. Like, <laughs> anytime... God, I need to find you again. Anytime Phyllis Sampler um, <laughs> showed up, I couldn't tell it was her. I had to actually look up the credits and I'm like, oh, wait, this is Mimi. <laughs> And then I yeah. could hear it. I couldn't tell because I'm used to Mimi. But um, it, it, it was just so precious. <laughs> like she seems like a like an honest, innocent person. Then you just see her having these Fujoshi moments <laughs> over um, Iwasaki and um, Yuetaka. <laughs> she just creates uh. this Dojin fanfic, and it's the most. It's great. And then there, the points where. Um, when when the when her friends first visit her, and they discover that she is an artist, and they find the drawing of Yuitaka and Iwasaki together, she just she, freaks the fuck out. It was priceless. I loved it. Oh, Tamura-san! What does Yaoi mean? <laughs> oh god, that meme. <laughs> it depends on the definition you're thinking of. That's yeah. what we call moe points. That's not the part point. <laughs> the, the part that I love about her is like just one sexy. little bit. This it is, is. the part about like the show is full of little like parts that you probably don't think about in life, but I'm glad they mentioned them. She has this little part where she's got a great idea for a story or a great idea for a comic while in the bathtub, and she's like, mm-hmm. "I'll write it down as soon as I get out." And then she and gets she forgets it. it. And then she forgets. I'm like, oh, I feel that so bad. And the same thing happens. happens. She just goes. She goes to sleep. She's like, I have an idea, but I'll make sure I do it in the morning. And then it's like, shit. <laughs> it has happened so many times. Like, if you anyone who's been a writer or an artist or anything like that, I'm sure you've had moments like that. And I'm glad they acknowledge that. This poor girl. The, I wish she could remember what she thought of. The struggle is real. The struggle yeah. is very real. Very real. I'll, t- I'll take the mic on this one because I want to talk about Laura Jill Miller really quickly. Oh, okay, lo- you're just doing it. Okay, cool. I, I'm just gonna go back and forth here. I, I love I love her voice. Like I really need to watch more OKKO OK because I just love her normal speaking voice. And I've I've seen interviews with her before, and that's just kind of how she sounds. Like she's not really putting on an affectation. She just has that wonderfully peppy voice to her, and it's just she, a joy to listen to. She just sounds so. Fun as Misao, and she's not even really doing anything. She's just 
she, she her natural tone of voice as Misao is just it's fun and Misao already is a character is basically when Konata's not around Misao's job is to bust her chops it is like for for Misao and Ayano they're basically the Konata and um the Tsukasa, Tsukasa. In, um, yeah. in um Kagami's class yeah uh, which, by the way, uh, Peggy O'Neill, you did a good job. You got a paycheck. Good job. Um, anyways, I mean, yeah, it's, back to me, yeah, Sal. It's, it's, yeah. Sorry. We, she baked cookies. She baked cookies. Good for her. I really don't have anything else to say about Ayato and Peggy. There's nothing to talk about compared to any of these other characters. I love Miso, and she's one of my friend's favorite characters. And I knew he was like, I, I really always wanted to meet this person at cons, but she doesn't do cons anymore. She doesn't do anime anymore. But it's like, yeah, no, she probably does conventions at some point. You can probably request her. I'd like to meet her just so I can literally just remind her Lucky Star was a thing and be like, no, not my meatball. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I did that. I did that at one point. I, I, I think I, I, I added her on Twitter because I had heard her. Uh, my kids were watching um, Curious George, and she shows up, and, and I could instantly recognize the voice because it's the exact same voice that she uses in this show. I'm like, holy cow, Misao showed up in Curious George. Dude, I, as I was telling you, when I first started, like, I knew she played Fink because I'd been watching OKKO. As soon as I heard her yeah. in the dub for the first time, I'm like, oh my god, that's actually just Fink. It's the exact tone of voice, and she is delightful and so much fun. That she is. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't have her anywhere. I wouldn't have Laura or Peggy any other way in the show. Just chef kiss. Uh, I'd have Peggy. Uh, I'd have Ayana do something. <laughs> uh, I, I do want to talk about um, Hinden Walsh on this one uh, next, because um, yes. like we said, we've heard her as Starfire before, and it, it's a different voice than she's usually It is! One. It's a much more high-pitched, like, tone of voice than what, like, I usually hear as her default voice. But I can tell that's her, and it is her, and she's really, really cute as Yutaka. She's, she's really... adorable. I love her! She's, she's, a, she's a walking Moe factory. Her entire... I don't really want... Is. I don't want her to be around Konata and her dad. <laughs> she gets I think, so I think tainted. Weirdness, I think their weirdness is rubbing off on me. Oh my god. And I mean, it, it's... What's interesting about her as a character, too, is apparently she's also kind of a sick, like a frail sick She's a frail child, and she's doing her best, which... Look, I, I know I know, I was just busting Hiyori about shipping her her with Minami, but... Yeah. I'm a real person. <laughs> I think those two would be a very nice married couple. Oh my god. Did, did you get... Did you get rock hard from that last episode? No! No, 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 no! Ew! Ew! No! <laughs> actually, no! I'm actually being serious right now. No! No, 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 no! Those designs don't do anything for me. They look way too young. They look cute. Oh they look cute. <laughs> I'm not talking about the designs entirely. I'm just talking about entirely. the idea of them paired together. Oh wait, no, you're not. No, 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 you're not talking about the 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 cheerleader outfits, are you? No, you're talking about the cross dressing cafe, aren't you? Hell yeah. Okay, no, no those is not. No, those were good outfits, and I was like, oh, they actually look really cute together. <laughs> Fuck. And there God, we go. God bless Zuka. Okay, no, I thought you were saying I was getting off to that. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no. 
No. This is a family podcast, Andrew. Don't let your mind this go to the gutter. This is not a family podcast. Who are we kidding, guys? I have my uh, mind is constantly in the gutter. Speak hey, for look, yourself. look, look, look. What I'm saying is, no, I would not. I would not look in the Rule 34 tags for these characters at all. I would actually feel <laughs> disgusted and need a shower and turn myself into the authorities. That, that's an so you would turn note. into Conata's dad. Ew. 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 No, no. No, no. No, that's no, not what I'm saying no. at all. What I'm saying is these characters are cute, and I could see these two being very, like, vanilla lesbians with each other, and I'd be okay with that. You bring. I want to mention that you bring up a good point about, like, this show is not sexual. Like, they, they make some offhanded remarks, but the designs and the entire feel of it is not sexual in any way. But that's kind of the appeal. That's entirely what Moe is. It's that subliminal, I want to protect this like a puppy kind of mentality. And Yutaka is so a walking person. Yes, she is a very, she's very much an adorable little puppy girl. Speaking of puppies, oh my god, uh, Minami's fucking dog is the best. Um, oh god, did did you see what she did to Hiyori? (laughs) I love what the dog does to Hiyori. It just fucking beats the shit out of her. It's great. (laughs) Speaking of animals, hello again, Chiaki. Like, literally, poor (laughs) Minami just wants to be noticed by the dog more, and Hiyori Hiyori just gets beaten the fuck up by this big pupper. Cherry sign, you you punk-ass motherfucker. (laughs) Cherry's my homie, I love him. (laughs) Oh my god. So, so I'm sorry, in talking about Minami, uh, Rochelle Ruff, uh, Michelle Ruff, it's basically just her, uh, uh, Yuki Nagato voice. and Oh, yes, it's absolutely it the, her Yuki Nagato voice. It is entirely because they, they cast the same Japanese voice actress who played Yuki to play Minami, and so they just did the same thing for the English as well. Also, it's literally Yuki Nagato is also in the show. That she is. She's li- Okay, she's playing uh, well, somebody who works at the mm, cosplay cafe, but it y- is yeah. quite literally a cosplay cafe person playing Yuki Nagato as voiced by Yuki Nagato. So, so this entire show instantly dated itself because not only it has to make references, it was impossible for the show not to make references to, mod- at that time, popular anime. You will not date a show any faster than putting a Hari Hari Yukai dance right in the middle of the show. Fair enough. It's pretty time-stamped. Anyways, Minami is a good girl, and she is a sweetheart, and she is doing her best, and she is there for her friends, and she's doing her best, and she needs to not be so self-conscious about her chest. All chests are beautiful. There's a demand for her, too. Ugh, don't say it like that. <laughs> don't, ew. Having no. a flat chest is a rare commodity. Like, I, I know that's a thing that Konata does, but hearing people actually unironically say that, that sounds gross to me. Flat is beautiful, too. Yeah. I have a flat chest. No, 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 no. Saying flat is beautiful and saying mm. all chests are beautiful mm. is fine, but saying there's a market for you, that sounds really gross. Well, how would you, like, if, if you want to, if you want to be honest and say that there, is, there are people who are attracted to every type of, you know, person out there. How would you word it? Uh, do what you want as long as it's legal and not breaking any age laws. Anyways, Michelle Ruff <laughs> as Yuki Nagato <laughs> as me to me is very good. And she's adorable and she is a nice, cute, princely girl with the disaster, sickly puppy girlfriend. And they are precious. <laughs> I love this episode so much. Uh, so <laughs> right, let, let's see if we can wrap this up in this section in two minutes. Uh, anyways, uh, I fucking hate Patricia's voice. 
Okay, oh, yeah, God. let's get into it. Everyone, cuddle in, uh, cuddle in, huddle in here. We can <laughs> fuck cuddle you. Too. Fuck cuddle. you. I'll cu I'll cuddle in anger angrily. Mm. <laughs> Dude, I, I really think evidence. this is a very annoying it. voice. I understand, yes, it's funny that a Patricia is playing a Patricia, but they're doing that foreign voice, and it sounds really, really, really not good and annoying, and it, I got used to it at some point, but she's the one voice in the show where it's just like, I actually don't like you. Uh, Lilac, do you agree with that? Uh, Patricia is the blonde-haired, high falsetto I, voice. It's not that I don't like it. I just don't think it meshes very well with the rest of the show. And I'll agree, yeah, because it's it's the only yeah, it's the only voice that sounds very much like she's trying way harder than the other yeah, characters to sound different. I think so. Now, and I think it's, it's, and, and it's I think also because the character is also from America and is an exchange student, that might have something to do with it too. It's like I get what they're going for with the voice, but it's yeah. very jarring. It's not good. I don't typically not like things. I will give some benefit of the doubt. I just no, I, I don't like it at all. It doesn't sound good. I have no strong feelings one way or the other. Thank you, neutrality, alien. <laughs> I mean, th this okay for yeah for all of the voices that I, I really don't think the voices bother me too much because most of the acting on all of them are pretty solid um, because they they do match the lip flaps really well and it's a good trade off from the Japanese to the English. But Patricia's voice is one of those ones where I don't know how else you would like adapt. You want to get like that annoying American voice in a voice that's already actually English. You just need to make her a fucking weeaboo. You already accomplished that. But there's a couple ways to do that. Like, if you've seen, um, there's a show called Genshiken that uh, in one of the seasons has American characters come in. And the way that they, they dub them to sound American is they give them kind of like the stilted English voice, like they're not actually speaking English because in the, in the dub itself. And one of them, they don't even dub at all. They just have them speak broken Japanese. So uh, consider that as an alternative. I would much rather prefer this uh, hype, uh, hyped up voice instead. I guess. Uh, I, I just don't like it. There's only one thing that... Like, I, I also maybe find, like, as I've grown over, some of the more overtly masturbatory otaku moments in the show I don't quite find as charming as I used to. And a lot of, like... A lot of Patricia's, that whole, like, idolization of the otaku Japanese society, and it's just like, uh, mm. there are people who actually are you unironically, and it's just like, uh. It's called weebs. Yes, but yeah. there, there is like, okay, there is liking Japanese culture and understanding that if you go to Japan, you might do the pilgrimage to some stuff, but also you don't go to the Japanese people and say, like, the cringy statements and do... I, I, I look at this character and I remind it reminds myself of like high school anime Andrew fandom and it's like oh, oh so we're, we're oh it to was the root that here. bad it's not so, it, so it it's was not, never the, okay not. no it was never I was never this bad I knew people who were this bad they probably still are you know once you've reached that level it's hard to go back and um, I don't hi. no 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 you're healthy no you're a healthy example of that I'm talking about people who. Um, 
I can't give examples exactly because I don't want to insult anyone listening. What I'm saying is, Patricia (laughs) is, like, her character is a lot less charming than I thought, and even if that wasn't the case, it's just, like, her voice is very annoying. All I'm saying is, I'm a living anime girl, okay? And it's okay. (laughs) As long as, but you also, you have a job, you have, you know, you've maintained your finances, and you have, here's the most important thing, a girlfriend. Patricia has none of those things. Zen, also, if you saw somebody who was Asian, you wouldn't go up to them and try to speak broken Japanese to them. Also, you wouldn't have a long discussion about the difference between a maid and a housekeeper. And also, you wouldn't get so offended by somebody calling an anime a cartoon, and you wouldn't go on, like, a 35-minute rant. I will say this, though. Aren't we all just cartoons? (laughs) No, Andrew, answer me this. Just to be honest here. I know that you listen to anime soundtracks. Do you listen to any artist's songs that weren't in an anime? Like musicians? Yes, like actual bands and musicians. Yes. Okay, so you are better than Patricia. Yes. uh, For a while, I could greatly connect to that line about... I only li- I listen to lots of artists. No, I connect to list. it too, but there are actual like musicians and bands and things I do listen to that are not anime based. I'm not like T Swizzle. Who the fuck's T Swizzle? <laughs> it's a Taylor Swift reference. You, you Taylor person. Swift is is nice. Okay, shut up. I'm not judging your taste in music, but I've never heard anybody call her T Swizzle before. That's her oh handle. Gosh. <laughs> I think I think we know what we're gonna make Andrew watch after this. What? <laughs> no. We, yes. We, yes. We are going to make you watch the entire Taylor Swift filmography. Ew. Ah. Uh, Ew. Uh, no. But but in reverse order, so it gets better as it goes along. Looks Ooh. like you're in the doghouse now. Ah, oh, Christ Almighty. <laughs> Uh, it's it's the, okay. Here's what we're gonna do, because I need to make this boy watch Paranoia Agent Two. In between episodes, we'll throw some Taylor Swift at him and see what happens. That'll be true <laughs> hell for him. Yes, let's I, do I it. I will. I, I will watch willingly Paranoia Agent. I don't want to. I, I don't care to watch Taylor Swift. No, you I, will I, listen I to Taylor enjoy, Swift because I would greatly enjoy watching the Paranoia Agent opening, but transplanting the music with a Taylor Swift song. Oh my god! Let yeah. us do Someone that. Someone needs to do that. Hey, 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 Classy Spartan, look what you made us do. Yeah! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, c- yes. cutting back to the point here. Um, <laughs> my, like, Is there a final... point? Do, do no. any of us have a point? That's why we're here, no, no. Andrew, no. I've seen that movie. I've seen the movie The Point, and no, there is no point. And if you know what I'm referencing, you are a great cartoon reference person. In fact, that's the code word for this episode. If you've gotten this far, Again, post the words, words the point in there. All right, y'all keep going. I'm going to pee. <laughs> <laughs> Lilac, do you have any final things to say about these six characters? I don't, actually. I really don't. So, Like I, I've said this before. If you have an ensemble cast, make sure they all have distinct voices from each other. Yeah. And even though all of them are moified they do all sound distinct from each other. Like, Laura Jill Miller doesn't sound like Patricia. Michelle doesn't sound like Peggy. They all sound different from each other. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to 
again, transplanting from the Japanese into the English, this is as good as you can get without just replicating the voices of the Japanese. Like, there's some shows, dubs, like Fully Coolie is a good example, where they just kind of replicate the sounds of the English voice, of the Japanese and English, and you really shouldn't do that in a dub because then you lose a lot of what makes English great. But in this particular show, it sounds like English, with some cartoonish voices put on top of it, and because it's so dialogue-heavy, I've got no problem with the way that they were directed. Um, with that, we have covered all of the... We've covered background characters, we've covered adults. This show is interesting because uh, every third... This final third of the show breaks from the main show and goes to this talk show host thing called lucky channel lucky channel this is the i'm not gonna lie this is the best part of the show this is my favorite part of the show especially because like at first i was a little bit like what is this and then i'm just like i don't even care i love it so yeah same like i'm (laughs) just like i don't even care what this is at this point it's just these two individuals it's just these two voice actors going back and forth with each other and it's fantastic (laughs) And the it's guy great. with pigtails, and he looks so cute. Oh my god! I, I've come to realize that people who don't like the Lucky Star show still like Lucky Channel. Have you noticed yep. that, Noah? Yeah, they do. They, they will all, yeah, a lot of people, even people who do like Lucky Star, will also say they really like Lucky Channel. I also really like Lucky Channel. Oh my god. So who are yeah, who go. are the hosts of Lucky Channel? Okay, so in Japan, uh, they have these things that are just like this, where it's two people with a colorful background basically commenting on things going on. They're basically news anchors. A lot of actors have, like, radio shows and stuff in Japan as a thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Except uh, instead of just being radio, you can actually see these two. And they are Akira Kokomi and her assistant, Minoru Shiraishi. (laughs) They they have a very toxic relationship with each other, and I'm getting ready to talk about it. Oh, God. Akira is voiced by Stephanie Shea, who, um, I don't, I don't know, um, did anyone here see the show called Sailor Moon? I've what is one? that? Oh, wait, it's no, I really... am a Sailor Moon, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I she voices Sailor Moon in the, the Viz tub. She's also Yui and Kaon, and we, we gotta tie it back into a Haruhi reference here. She plays Mikaru in, uh, Haruhi Suzumiya's dub. Okay, I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought up Mikaru, because that is, like, the exact opposite of Kirikoku. Yeah. <laughs> but here we go, yeah, we go from uh, sweet, pushed, pushed around cosplayer to bitch motherfucker. <laughs> bitch better have my money. <laughs> it's like, and no that- one even likes you, like, gosh. Anyways. And that... That bitch in particular that Akira is always picking on is Minoru, who is voiced by Sam Regal. Um, he's uh, he's been around uh, a couple of different shows. Uh, we never seen... get to talk about him though, so I'm happy we get to. So yeah, I, I've written down some of his roles, but if you've got a couple others, go ahead and call them out. Um, uh, I know him from as um, Yashiro in K, Metal Bat in One Punch Man, and he is also in Haruhi Suzumiya. He is Taniguchi. I didn't realize you wanted me to call out things because there's like at least 2,500 other things I could have called out for Stephanie Shea. No, 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 not, not, no, no, don't do that. No, the other thing I, I know Sam Regal from, and I'm just confirming it with for myself. Yep. Uh, it- Shiro Emiya in the Fate Stay Night 06. He is uh, the original Shiro, Shiro Emiya. He is, uh, he so- is not Bryce Pappenbrook. No. No, he is not uh, Cat Noir. So, um, Lyle, I'm going to give you the microphone first, just to 
talk about this wonderfully toxic relationship. Oh, oh God. No, is God in no ways it. should be called out. In a relationship that is not mine and Andrew's. <laughs> um, uh, hmm. I, I find it very, actually very easy. <laughs> look, we're not a talk. We don't have a toxic relationship is what I'm, my point is here. Um, sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> this is my... While I don't understand Lucky Star at all, Lucky, <laughs> Lucky Channel, like you keep, you guys keep saying it, everyone still loves Lucky Channel, and I, I do love Lucky Channel. <laughs> just the banter between these two is just fantastic, and especially on Stephanie Shea's part, because she's, the whole point of the character that Stephanie has to play, she's an idol, right? Yep. She's also she acting an as an she, idol. <laughs> she's a child actor idol. So she she has seen the worst that this industry she's brings seen out. Some shit. She she is like she a, is a pa- She's kind of a parody pretty much of the you know, the super sweet idols have to be that way all the time, yep. but we get to see like behind the scenes what are they actually thinking? Because Stephanie's just like, want. "Oh, everybody's a critic. Are you serious?" It's the greatest like Every time, there's always just a flip of the switch, and it's just, like, instant, and it switches over, and it's fantastic. And that's all the time we have for today. Yep. <laughs> so bitter. <laughs> like, the, the idol culture and, like, idol worship in Japan is super fucked up. Like, for realsy. Yes. Yeah, but like, I love uh, idols. It's it's it, the no, idol no, no. industry. Look. I don't like the idol industry, but I love idols. It's yeah, like the concept of idols is fine, but there's some really, the actual, really gross, creepy shit. It's the it sausage principle. You can love a product, but never find out how it was made. There is actually a reason why Aya Hirano did not work for several years because of some bullshit idol culture stuff. Yeah. yeah. The, so I'm, I'm kind of glad that they... I don't know what perverted them to make this portion because as far as I can tell, this is not part of the original manga. This is a creation entirely for the anime. But I am glad that they took this opportunity to nitpick, pull apart, and mock entire otaku culture. Like, they call out bad hygiene. They call out the uh, sending in a thousand messages to the call radio show because you've got no life. Neat. And I... they even have a long discussion about Sundere. So okay, Sundere. Every time Sundere. I heard Sam Regal say Sundere, I felt my soul die inside. I'm like, this I is... lo- But this I do don't... love that they ha- like talked about the concept of how Sundere has evolved. No, no, no. I love that. that, too. I actually did like that discussion. It's just... I know this is an old dub because they keep saying Sundere. I'm like, Ugh. They say Sundere and they pronounce Moe Moe. It's like like they have to have that extra tilde off of there. So Moe, Moe you can kind of get away points. with. But I hear Sundre. I'm like, oh, stop saying Sundre. Uh, now, to be fair, I'll give one credit here. Um, the word Yutaka, like, you know, the kind of Japanese off of you where uh, for the longest time. Yukata? Yukata, not Yutaka. Sorry. You were, thinking of, you were thinking of Hindens. I, I wasn't thinking at all. A yukata is how you're supposed to pronounce it, with the hard U at the beginning of it. And they actually pronounce it properly in this show. I've seen a lot of dubs where they put the, the emphasis on the middle syllable. So this show gets some right and gets some wrong. So, I'll say, uh, I'll say this. A Lucky Star is like a PG-13 show in that... It is not inappropriate, but there's a couple of times where it goes into some of the 
teenage things where you should not be showing the general audiences. Like the lesbian joke that they do with Izumi. What lesbian? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they, they make a couple of uncouth references to some pervy otaku culture stuff, like... But th a lot of the show is actually pretty simple and vanilla for the most part. Yeah. And then there's Lucky Channel. And then, and then there's, there's everything with Akira. <laughs> then there's Akira Kogami, where they're talking about... Uh, they're talking about, uh, her name is blanking on me, uh, Miyuki. We're talking about how Miyuki is so cute and she probably gets all the maniacs and she's like, ugh, her, no big deal. I have my audience of pedophiles that go and cut, watch cut, those cut, after cut, me. Cut, I'm cut. like, no! What did you actually just say yeah. that? I'm you like, know, oh my those god. Those are words that were said. <laughs> those were words that were said. Is like, oh, to, to, you, you think you're to tough to shit. Andrew. I have an audience of pedophiles. What, what's to your quote deal? Andrew, just because you're right doesn't mean you're correct. No, it's, no, this is the Marge Simpson. It's true, but you shouldn't say it. Uh-huh. And then, like, you have, yeah. and then you have Shiraishi here. The goodest boy who's he's doing his best. the good boy best. who's just doing his best. And taking... And I feel so bad for him. I do! He's, he's taking so much crap. He takes so much shit, and he is a, as good a boy as you can dealing with an unstable diva of a employee. And he actually gets in the show more than her. Like... Yep. Objectively speaking, he is actually in more episodes than her. Also, in the back half of the show, for the EDs, I think that's just his Japanese actor just going to places and singing things. Probably. Yeah, let's mention that really quickly. The, the This show doesn't have an ending. It has 26 endings, because all they do is, for the first 10 episodes, they have the character singing karaoke with no animation. It's just a which, screenshot, a slowly zooming out screenshot of them in a karaoke room. Which, it and is then, so goddamn funny listening to Konata sing Chala Hedchala. <laughs> it is so I, I was, fucking funny. I want to ask you about that. Did you guys mind the fact that they did not dub the Japanese singing? No, no. I didn't mind it at all. No, because I could deal with it. Okay, that, I'm glad, because sometimes that throws me off. This was not one of them. I'll agree, too. I here's, prefer here's the, it not to be dubbed, actually. Well, here's the other part of it, too. Like, if you wanted to dub all the songs, cool. You're also dubbing, like, 20... These are, these are old songs, and there's a lot of them. There's at least, yeah. like, 30 different songs you'd have to go through. So you also you have really, to translate, like, a lot really of songs. You really want to put the time and effort into dubbing all of them. Not even I mean, dubbing, what, translating it, too. Not yeah. even that, but also licensing. I don't know if there was like That's a licensing issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Music licenses are a fucking bitch. Uh, anyways. That they are. Yeah. Sam Regal is the goodest boy who actually really bounces off uh, Stephanie's cutesy bullshit and all of her like too tired for the shit diva bullshit. It's mm -hmm. actually great. I love when he gets passionate about stuff and when he's trying to keep it together and keep her happy too. And then... He snaps. <sighs> And he then goes he on a little journey. He goes on a journey, and he gets replaced <laughs> by Daisuke Ono, who is played by Johnny Young Bosch. And then it's just... He also works part-time trying to make it as an actor, so he's going through the actor struggle. He actually makes the journey to get her rare bottled water from the source, and he's disgusting, tired, like, hey, I got it for you. And then the and second what she does she do? Bullshit. He's like, no. No. What does she do? She drinks it. She spits it out. And she's like, it's not even cold, and throws it out. <laughs> and then he's 
ah, so He just goes bad. crazy. It's just, and Sam the just, be- just beautiful. Like, I love that there was this entire buildup of him trying to be the good boy. But he's got it in him. He's got that oh, it's, in him. It's so cathartic because Akira is so awful. What's great about it, too, is um, the last episode has its own little callback to that, even because both of them are in, in the, the scene. Show. They actually get in the final episode, Brad. Also, they joke about the fact that, like, oh, I'm finally going to show up in this episode, and it's just an Akira stand-in, and then it gets knocked over. It's like, okay. I mean, she does show up uh, in uh, a raincoat in one episode. That's got to count for something. She shows up in, yes, she shows up in a raincoat one episode. No, but, like, what I'm saying is it's really, it's really kind of funny how they kind of play with it um, after that whole... Here we after... <laughs> After um, she writes, she just snaps, and then we get to the last episode where they, the two of them do appear to appear together, and they're still acting and playing off each other. But you can tell that they're just still pissed at each other. <laughs> they are trying to hold it in and be professional, and it is not working. Nope. <laughs> no, it's entire their entire existence to kind of break up the the laid back levity of the main show. Uh, again, I don't know whose idea that was, but I, it apparently worked out really well, because like Zen and Lalek were saying, their personal favorite part of the entire show. Yes. This, this is a wild, unabashed parody of like this idol actor culture shit. Let me put it this mm. way. You aren't prepared for what is going to come out of their mouths, because they they come up with some really random stuff and i was laughing every episode and also <laughs> stephanie is just amazing cuz stephanie shay is genuinely able to do this for real is that yep. she's able to go to that really cutesy wootsy hi everybody and it, but also like oh, her but but her actual diva voice is more close to what stephanie shay actually sounds like it's also probably very cathartic is, for her because she's so used to playing the fun. bubbly cutesy Every, everybody then, casts her as all the bubbly, cutesy oh, yeah. characters, and this is her parodying somebody playing a cutesy, yeah. bubbly character, and it's like, it's oh probably, my god, this fucking garbage, who cares? Ugh. It's like, Fuck. oh god. Uh. That's all we have for today. Yeah. Bye, me! So, mm. w- wouldn't have it any other way. Would Akira again. Anyways, Sam and Wait. Stephanie are fucking fantastic. Yeah, they're they're probably one of like my favorite things of this show. <laughs> I, I question kind of about calling the show a parody because some people have called Lucky Star a parody of Otaka culture, but just because you call out a show or you call out a culture doesn't make it a parody. You have okay. to actually like say something okay. about it. Okay, look, Lucky Star is not a parody of call of Otaku culture, but Lucky Channel is a parody of is the parody, Japanese yeah. anata- entertainment industry. Yeah, Lucky Star, the main show, is Indulgence. Lucky Channel is the parody. Yes. And with that, I suppose... uh, Are you guys ready to move on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Let's talk about our squad. I'm sorry, Andrew. Uh, Actually, I think, Andrew, we can do this in four minutes if you really want. What? We can't do this in four fucking minutes. Who the fuck are you kidding? (laughs) There's a lot of things we can do Who in four minutes. Who the hell do you think I am? Oh, God damn There's a lot of things we can do in four minutes. This is uh, talking about these characters is not one of them. No, 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 no. Wrapping it all up here, we are going to get to the main four characters. The 
The whole show revolves mostly around their conversations, their growing up, their goldfish, their quirks, their fights, their flirts, everything around them. So let's talk about them. Our four main girls are Konata Izumi, Kagami Hiragi, her twin sister Tsukasa Hiragi, and their rich friend Miyuki Takara. Uh, Konata is the blue-haired otaku lead who has been put on. It's basically Zen's persona. Of, she is oh, the she is the otaku self-insert character, and, <laughs> and we love her for it's it. It's for it's for everybody who's really into like otaku weibo culture to be like, that's me. That's basically me. That's who I am. That's who I identify. But all I'm saying is, if she's your favorite character, y'all are weak. Ooh. Hey, 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 hey! All I'm saying is. I game as much as her, I am just as much a troll as her, and, you know, J is pretty good, okay? Shut up. And I, li- I like the fact that the show does make her the main character and uh, shows her world, but doesn't always congratulate her for it. Like, she takes consequences for her actions, too, just like all otaku who indulge in their indulgences should after once in a while. And the person who dishes out that punishment is... Andrew's favorite, Kagami, who is the twin... If you are a tsundere, you've got to have twin hair. You've got to have pigtails. You can't be a Apparently I am also this character. Hilariously enough, I think when I was in high school, I think I remember liking Miyuki a lot. I think I just assumed, oh, she's really cute and Moe and has big boobs. And I thought that was really interesting as a high schooler. Watching the show again, Mm. man, Miyuki's, ironically enough, the flattest of all of these four. She doesn't have much going for her aside from Moe points. That's all and she's got is her Moe stuff. Kagami, she's the whole package. She's really funny. She's teasing and, like, calling bullshit a code and says weird lifestyle stuff. But she's also actually really charming and passionate and really cute. And that guy that put a fucking love letter in her fucking uh, bag and then was like, Hey, can I take that thing you bought because I'm too embarrassed to buy a girl? That dude can Fuck right off. You didn't deserve that, girl. <laughs> You'll get somebody that treats you right, girl. Someday you will. So, you deserve it. I believe top in you. Ten can anime I, betrayals. Can I-, I think I think <laughs> Konata and Kagami should just date each other because it's clear that they love each other. Oh my god. Now now hold now in the canon, no, but according to the fan art. Oh, oh god. They oh they fucking No 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 no. Can I just tell a funny they, story? She watched her sleeping and called her cute. Come on. Can I tell a funny story? You were going to say, Lilac. So, while we're all watching Lucky Star at her own pace and everything, um, and Andrew comes to this realization that he likes Kagami quite a bit, Noah makes a side comment. He's like, well, gee, the fact that you're dating Steph makes a lot of sense. So apparently I'm Kagami. You don't have twin tails, though. I, I mean, don't have twin tails, but you you can put we them can in twin that. tails. We can, we can fix yeah. that. My hair I, is too short for that. I have worn twin tails. There are pictures which you can well, you use. Have long, you have long hair, though. I don't have. Well, hold on. I can kind of do it, but I don't think very well. <laughs> It'd be a bit of a mess. Twin, but twin no, tails works no matter Kagame, what. So apparently, I'm sorry, I'm Steph, I have. I have Sorry, I haven't seen you in a while, Steph. Is your hair like I'm seeing your picture right now, which I know was many years old, but is your that hair was still a long this ass length? Time ago. Yeah. Um, it's but, not that length. It's still it's still kind of short, especially in the back. But um, I could probably try and pull it off. It just wouldn't look very well. Now, All now I'm saying is that pigtails works on everyone. I've tried it a couple times, and no matter how long your hair is, it will be cute. 
Speaking of cute, uh, Kagami has a twin sister, um, but they are fraternal twins, although the definition has changed recently. Tsukasa is the more doe-eyed of the twins who... Um, honestly, is just um, according to her voice. According to her voice actress, didn't quite get the brains in the relationship, but she, she's nicer than the two, and she can bake Madeline, so that makes her a great character. She's also very cute. That that she is. Um, and speaking of cute, um, Miyuki is um, like we said. Um, I, I love that Andrew said that she was her, his favorite. I could see you were a man of simpler taste back then. But uh, she does bring some elements to the show as being the one that gets doted on as the Moe character, the one who wants to be a doctor, and the the ritzier of the characters. She's, She's also, also the one with the random facts. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We need her to explain everything. Like, why does your hair get bleached when you're at the, at the beach? Or where did the definitions of certain, of certain things come from? And, you know, God knows, we don't have enough talking in this show yet, so thank you, Miyuki, for doing that for us. And, and to also of... misinterpret the the Eche rumble, ramblings of Konata. <laughs> well, speaking of talking, um, the voice actresses for this. Oh, God, there's a lot to talk about here. So, um, voicing Konata is Wendy Lee, who has been around for quite a while and is probably best known for shows like Umi in Magic Knight Rayarth. Or, uh, bring it back to Digimon here, she was young TK in Digimon Adventure, God rest his soul, and probably most relevant to this overall discussion, she was also the voice of Haruhi Suzumiya in Haruhi Suzumiya, solely because the Japanese version of Lucky Star and Haruhi had the same voice actress, Aya Hirano, for the main character of those shows, so... They decided to do the same thing for English. And Wendy Lee is a great voice actress, so it's not like it was, like, surpassing talent for a tradition. But that is a big reason why Wendy Lee was the lead for Kagami, uh, for a lucky star. Kagami is voiced by Kari Walgreen, who is probably best known as Fu in Samurai Champloo, uh, Char in Wolf's Reign, and this little indie production called Fulikuli as Haruko. Haruko Haruhara, I gotta say the full name. Heck yeah. Oh, also known as the name? cutest damn thing in the world. I, I love I love Haru Haru Haruko. <laughs> um, Tsukasa is voiced by Michelle Ruff, who you've uh, if you've seen the show Bleach, which I haven't, I've been told she plays a character called Rukio. Is that correct? Oh, yes. Rukia Kuchki, also Rukia. known as uh, you know the the main character in Gurren Lagan. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, she, yep. She, oh yeah, she's also in a more modern show. Uh, she plays uh, the head president of uh, Kakegurui as Kirari. Am I pronouncing that right? One second. Momobami. She's a Momobami. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. She's the she's the main character. She she's the fish manager of that. And um, most relevant to our discussion about Haruhi, because we will reference that every opportunity we get, she voices Yuki Nagato in that. Holy cow, we're talking about Michelle Ruff twice in this episode. Who would have thought? And, round, and rounding out the cast, we are talking about Miyuki's voice actress, Karen Strassman, who you've heard as Sawako in Kaon, as Shoko in Skip Beat, and as basically the same character, Migunami in Lagrange, the Flower of Rene. Just look at a character design of her and look at Miyuki. They're basically the same character. Andrew, um... What, what do you think of these four characters? Yay or nay? I mean, okay, look, objectively speaking, all of them are yay. Um, 
Okay, let's start with Karen Strassman, just because she sounds really good and light and airheaded, and she's doing the part, and she's doing a very good job, and she pulls off the whole Moe thing very well. And she's got a very convincing, cute voice, and it is very cute watching her be cute, but I really did realize watching this a second time, man, she really is the most boring of them. But she doesn't really get that much focus. She doesn't, but it's just like, wow, I'm surprised at how boring you are. She's not really in a lot of episodes, too. She spends a lot of time uh, studying to be a doctor. We spent a lot of time with Konata, Kagami, and Tsukasa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was expecting her to be in the picture a lot more than I think we actually do. And I mean, yeah, the Hiragi's are sisters, and, and Konata is always just over there, but yeah. Because the, like they make a point of pointing out that they take separate trains too. Like Miyuki lives in the upper side of town. Like you know she's more posh and has got the parasol, whereas the others are you know. They, <laughs> I think uh, what does Kanata say? I need to get back to Shanty Town. <laughs> they live in the sticks. Um, but yeah, Karen's entire portrayal is a good contrast to the other three because she's got a fuller, lower voice and very full vowels in the way she pronounces everything. So, I, I don't think it was a bad performance of any means. Um, no, 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 I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, like, I think she does a very good job. I just don't think Miyuki really does much for me. Well, no, I was gonna, I'm not talking about that. I mean, uh, like, I was going to mention the Japanese. Ah, um, right, right. It's a bit different than the Japanese, because the Japanese have For their... once, Noah is the weeaboo of the episode. Thank you. I'm very <laughs> flattered. Um, I got a plaque and everything. Um, Huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Karen's portrayal of this is, um, like, it's, it still sounds like a, uh, like a younger person, but it's, uh, it's just very different from the Japanese, because the Japanese had this archetype of, um, of, like, I suppose prissier without being stuck up, that it's kind of hard to portray convincingly, because we're so used, like, we grew up in the age of cynicism, so we're used to sarcasm and irony, so having a character who sounds like this without being... A joke is a little difficult, but Karen pulled it off, so I'll give her full props to that. Uh, I suppose, uh, sorry, Lilac Zen, any other thoughts on Um, I I like Miyuki, honestly. She doesn't stand out as much, but I like the softness she has in her voice. Yeah, it's like, it, it's like a gentle, like, a bit of, like, grace and regal tone to her. It's very soft. I really mm-hmm. like it. So She's soft. very soft. Rub, rub. God Very damn it, soft. not the right show. <laughs> Wrong show. And I, I just think it it could have come off across as forced, but Karen does a great job of just making mm-hmm. it feel laid back and natural. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tsukasa is... Very oh, poor girl. Oh, she's doing her best, oh sweetheart. She's, she's such an airhead. She is trying her best, but she's a ditz. You're she's doing, you're doing amazing, sweetie. You're doing the best you can. I you believe in you. You can't hate her for that. She's, uh, she's, she's doing the best she can. And Michelle Ruff sounds adorable as Sukasa. <laughs> she is. She uh, is very adorable. She's really charming, and she's actually really does a good job selling me that she's just this kind. She. Let's put it like this: Sukasa's default emotion is sweaty panic. She is trying her best. But she doesn't know where anything is. She sleeps in late all the time. She tries really hard to adjust to the to keeping track of her cell phone and texting people. 
She's oh the poor phone. My, she, my she's do, she's not as like smart or coordinated as her sister, but you can tell she's really trying her best to keep up, and she really is charming and sweet, which is why I feel so bad that fucking Konata abandons her at Kamaket. <laughs> why oh would God. you leave the poor girl at one of the world's wildest mosh pits? <laughs> I mean, she gave her, you know, nutrition and money. I'm sure she, she thought she could survive that. You just, you just, you don't just throw somebody's first convention into one of the biggest cons in the world. You don't do first that. Time. I want to perform an after picture. Like, she's so peppy and happy on the train. I'm so excited. And then just completely dead to the world by the end of it. Uh, poor. Her, my favorite little bit of uh, Tsukasa was, um... She she basically destroys her phone by complete accident by leaving it in the wash, and she says as like half whining, she's like, "My poor little cell phone. It never hurt anybody." <laughs> I just want to only give her a hug. I want to give the poor droopy bowed haired girl a hug. Mm-hmm. I felt I felt her so much too when uh, they're doing Golden Week, and she was talking about. Oh, I'll do a little bit here, and then like all of a sudden it's the end of Golden Week, and she hasn't done her homework. I'm like, I feel you, girl. I feel you. She's doing her best. <laughs> she really is. But yeah, um, Michelle's very cute and charming as this character, and very convincing at pulling off Tsukasa. Uh, yeah, so Kari Walgren to balance that out. Kari Walgren is the best fucking performance in this motherfucking show. Okay, okay, listen, listen. <laughs> I mean, you're not, you're not them's wrong. fighting words, and that's not how you say Wendy Lee. No, no, no. Wendy Lee's amazing, but honestly, Kari Walgren's like my favorite voice in the show, as much as like Kagami is my favorite character in the show. Now that's interesting because you had problems with Patricia, as did we all, because of the high, like the higher voice to it. And I kind of found uh, Kari's performance a little bit nasalier. Like, it's very intentional nasaliness to portray her... I'm not going to call it snarkiness, because she's not snarky, but her very, um, up, like, uppity kind of personality. Because she, she thinks very highly of what she has to do. She's a good student. She's I feel like best. I can hear Kagami holds... be a real person. I, I don't know. Like, the reason I like this dub is because I don't know if I could hear people speaking like this. Maybe speaking like this, but not with the voices. It's, like, really good acting with cartoonish voices on top of it. Like, and yes, Kagami also is just very much, like, the straight man of a lot of this, but she's also, like, she's not, like, ugh, otaku culture disgusts me. It's like, no, she participates in this stuff. She plays video games. She reads light novels. She goes to these conventions and cafes and stuff and has fun with the stuff. She just recognizes that Konata is a fucking, like, hardcore, like, basket case in regards to the <laughs> otaku culture. And it's just like, you're fucking weird. Here's, here's the thing, though. I think Kari Walgren does a fantastic performance. But here's why I don't think it's the best performance is because you can easily recognize the voice, and it's a voice you've heard before. I I, I also say that as somebody who's heard a lot of Wendy Lee, where it's like, yeah, no, I know she this She was the first person who I knew the voice of, and I, I said in the group, is that Kari Walgren? And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I also don't think thing. that's a bad thing. Like, It's, it's not, not necessarily a bad, a bad thing. Okay, okay, bad. okay. But, so, but I will concede, is, I will concede mm-hmm. and say... Kari is my favorite in the dub instead of saying the best. How is that? I, that works. That's that's a fair point. 
Uh, Lilac, thoughts on your anime counterpart? She, she's not even... Okay, I, I see it. Okay, okay, I see it a little. There are... Look, look, okay. Let, she let's go is a tsundere. No, let's not She's also really cute when she's trying to feed Gulpy, and she's getting really excited <laughs> about feeding Gulpy, and it's like, they keep making fun... Like, here's the thing. She's just kind of like... she does. She's, she's above this, but she can be really cute and charming, and when she is really cute, she's really cute. I also love when they swapped hairstyles. I thought she actually looked really <laughs> cute. Oh my goodness. So, uh, <sighs> bread factory, huh? So, oh god. Oh, <laughs> oh so bread factory, huh? Like, that's something my friends did a while, was a lot. I still don't get it. I, I don't get it either. yogurt and say bread fa- I don't get it. That's, but I so don't funny. get it either, but I love me sounds just condescending here. So, huh? Bread factory, huh? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, Like, Konata Konata and and Misao do a great job busting her chops, and it's great. But Kagami is really an interesting character, and she's a lot of fun. And, like, she seems the most, like, nice balance to me in that she likes this stuff, but she also understands I need to be a person sometimes. This is why Kagami apparently is me. <laughs> yes, yeah, you know Kagami, how to balance. Kagami, you know how to balance look, your 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 life look, with your hobbies as well. Sometimes Let, let's let's put it this way. Okay, so on her career aptitude spreadsheet, she had like two really practical things listed at the beginning, and then her third one was literature, which is kind of like a more creative arts field. That's something I like again, and lends levels to her personality. Like she's not all business all the time. Like I'm, I'm going to go into middle management. Like she's entirely about. But I also want to have some fun at the same time. Business, business, business. Numbers. Is this working? Yes. Yay. <laughs> Pretty much. No, like. Oh God, I need to not yawn. Fuck. That's what editing is for. Yay. Oh, but um. No, I love... Kari Walgren is is always such a delight, honestly. And Kagami's also one of my favorite characters in the show. Despite me not understanding that looking Hey! (laughs) Yay! Thanks, babe. You're welcome, babe. Probably because Kagami is me. (laughs) So, we want to talk about how the homeroom teacher, I relate to her. Let's talk about Kagami and how much I freaking relate to her on a spiritual level. Like... Hmm. Y'all are children. I'm gonna be over here. <laughs> says says the girl whose spiritual animal is a weeb. But I am a weeb. Do you notice how many hours I put into video gaming? Then why are you calling us children? <laughs> I was quoting you. Look. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, Kari's always such a delight, and she's she just gets so so passionate and just like you need to study she's like the realist of the the... oh you know what's you know what's something i just remembered where i actually remember her sounding really cute where like she's at kamaket and she's picking up dojin for kodata and she finds the full metal that is clearly (laughs) that is full metal panic alley and she's like wow he's really giving it to sosuke sticking it to uh i love the noise that she makes like you like? That's only 500 yen. No thanks. And then she does this little cute. No, she does this really cute, like, little Winnie thing. I'm good. 
stimulating. I don't know what the no I don't know what the noise is, but it's super cute what she does. I'm like, oh, sweetheart. Oh my god, I actually really like. This I character. have just entered a world that I knew nothing about. I will look this up online. Later. I think Andrew is slowly real. Andrew, what did you just say? I'm slowly realizing. I think I really do like Kagami. Fuck. I think if I was still into this whole waifu actual like if i actually believed in the whole waifu thing you know what if if i if i believed in the waifu shit when i was younger you know what kagami would be an okay waifu sure so you you were the guy who in episode 21 when they went on their field trip actually wrote the phrase kagami is my wife i would you can't deny it i'm gonna have a drink and waifu (laughs) trash waifu trash trash. I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say this. I wanted to shank that fat fuck who broke her heart like that. I wanted to shank that bitch ass motherfucker. First off, a you're a fucking pussy. Why would you be afraid to just not buy a thing? First of all, she bought that herself, and you're like, can I have that thing you bought, even though you've never talked to me because I'm too much of a wussy to buy a cute thing like that? Thanks, you're dear. Doesn't even offer to pay her back. Just can I take it from you? No, fuck you. That's not how that shit works. You reimburse somebody if you're gonna pull that shit secondly how fucking dare you how fucking dare you that girl was i'm so happy and she okay deserved i am going to take this moment mm. to um to cut off your alcohol spite just a little bit there let me take that thank you and bring this back around to say <sighs> yeah kari excellent job really gets the levels of the character oh Car- kari walgrim's you- phenomenal Really, yeah, because there's a lot, like, you could be snarkier, you could be the angrier, and you could be the sweeter sides. You could do, like, one actress doing one of those really well would be just fine. And we got an actress who got all of them throughout the whole also, show. Also, I love how when she she pretends not to care, and then she literally bitches Patty out because it's like, you really have no fucking plan. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to start working on some moves. We're going to get a place. We're going to yep. practice, and it's going to be great. Get your shit together, girl. And you can see Konata's being like, ah, you care. Fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, much. <laughs> it's not like I want a cheerleader or anything. Baka. Oh my god. Never. There's again. only one. There's actually kind of a, a, a tiny bit of significant change in the between the dub and the Japanese in that because when Patricia is um, like sticking her ears or fingers in her ears, and in the dub she's saying like I can't hear you. La 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 la. Um, it actually has significance in the Japanese because what she's saying in the Japanese is, I can't understand all these difficult Japanese words. So she's like trying to actually get out of her responsibility by pretending she doesn't speak Japanese. Uh, and, uh, me no speak Ka- English, basically. Yeah, kind of like that. And Kakubi like actually pulls like pulls the, you've been able to understand us just fine. So now you punk ass motherfucker, get your shit together. <laughs> So I, I don't. I, I'm sad that that part was kind of lost in the translation. But th- then again, that you're going to do when it's English. I think I just like Kakumi because she feels like she is somebody who is into this otaku culture, but she is not a full-on trash gremlin degenerate and is willing to call <laughs> out and tease her friends. But she's also just really cute and caring too about her friends and family. Speaking yeah. of that and trash ca- gremlin, we may oh as my well god, the trash fucking gremlin over to. To the title character of the show, the one who you will either want to emulate or be very concerned about, Konata. I'm very, I'm very concerned, but holy shit, Wendy Lee is so good. <laughs> I, 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 I feel her so much. Like, <laughs> here, here's the thing. Like, it's clear that Konata does care about everyone else. She teases because she cares, and even though she does have ulterior motives half the time. 
like she does you know care about her friends and she does want the best for them um but she's just you know she's in too deep and you know what i don't care i love her <laughs> i love her to to pieces and back because she is my spirit animal and because you know i do the exact same things okay shut up no, it's it's okay. So Wendy Lee actually said in an interview that um, she, this was a brand new voice for her, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think even now, ten years later, I haven't heard her do any voice similar to Kanata in anything else she said. I have been watching a show called Stored Art Online Alternative Gun Gale Online. She plays like a middle school, high school girl that actually does sound kind of similar to how she sounds as Konata. Okay, see, I hadn't seen Gun Gale online yet. Although I've been meaning to because the original author for that was the guy who wrote Kino's Journey, so I'm yes. supposed to watch it. You can tell because it's clearly, like, a lot of Guntaku loving going on in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Wendy's entire persona of this is really interesting because this could have... This basically was going to make or break the show. If you don't get Konata right, you don't really get the show right at all. Oh, that I, was also I, an Alex Von David dub. Fun fact. That it was. Um, so yeah, um, did Wendy Lee do a good job? I say, um, she did, but it's very, it's different from the original Japanese. Um, the, Aya Hirano's performance of Konata in the Japanese was, I don't know how to describe it, very cat-like is the best way I can describe it, and not just because of the cat mouth, but like, the way she speaks all her sounds, you know, I'm not even gonna she try to She sounds more it. anime girl. Yeah. Like, I, like here, very I'll put a, anime girl. Yeah, let me put a clip of that in the final mix here so you can just compare the two of them. And that voice would be really difficult to get at all in English. So I am glad that in making this an English version, Wendy Lee decided to go for something that was just as didactic and nerdy, but with a different sound. Okay, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up. Let me let me see if I could kind of try to explain this in a weird, weird way, but stick with me for this. Japanese Konata sounds like anime girl english konata sounds like gamer girl mm, not quite she the thing with konata is she's a trash gremlin but she has a sincerity behind everything she says and i think the best example of it is when she sees her dad on the tv taking pictures of all those other girls and is like oh dad who's who's uh, father, are you pretending to be now? And it's more like she has like a casual attitude. She's very zen. She's very chill. But ah, title goes... drop. I see what you did. I see what you did there. <laughs> but but then again, she's also very like she can get very gremlin. Like <laughs> you did this. Oh my god! And she she has this range about her. That I wouldn't really just ascribe to, say, a gamer or nerd girl. I would just say, I, 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 I <laughs> you're right. It is very diverse. But I'm just talking about like the particular thing. I think I get where you're coming. From, and Andrew. like Japanese Konata sounds more like this is an anime character. English Konata sounds more like this is just somebody who just plays games and shit. Like this the is. Biggest- the, she's yeah, me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yes, sure. Timote. Timote. 
Timote. Which, what the fuck is Timote? What is that? It, it's a it's a commercial reference. The, this show is so packed with references to everything that I don't think I've even been able to catch them all yet. And I've seen this show like 50 times. Like, there's there's <laughs> some that are pretty obvious, but there's some where it's just like, what the fuck is a Timote? My favorite part was um in that in that beach episode when she's just like, ooh, there's a flag, and she puts the soap down and she misses. <laughs> oh, how yeah, how dare we not get to see that happen? Oh, I mean that would have been so glorious. This show loves not to show stuff because it's it, for as much as I love the show, it is such on a short budget from what what Kyo usually Annie usually does, like flat colors, no shading, lots of minimal, you know talking heads and they still managed to make it look pretty good for what it actually is I, I'm not all sure the budget were... went into the fast and the furious parody in the super sentai <laughs> thing that wasn't fast and the furious that was, it initial, was initial d, d. it was Which initial in... d and it was glorious well i know How, it was initial cannot... d but it was tokyo drift they drift you, <laughs> you... <laughs> that's God damn it that's okay. Sure. Yes, and it's a Fast and Furious reference. Lilac, I'm giving you the microphone to talk about Wendy. Oh, such a gremlin child. Pure gremlin child. Um, but in a good way. In a good way. Um, Konata is, is such a dork. Konata is such a dork, and she's snarky. She has a snarky sense of humor, and it's. It's just absolutely fun, and it's a snarky sense of humor that does kind of remind me of Haruhi to an extent, which makes a lot of sense. I um, mean, yeah, Haruhi, I mean, Haruhi's entire thing was just being enamored with uh, non-normal things yep. and wanting those things around her, and Konata yep. has made that happen. Like, she has surrounded herself in, you know, moe characters and weird adults, like, so maybe she is God. Maybe Konata is God. Ew. If she is God, we're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... If she's God, that means that... Ooh. Ooh. New era game. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but, um... No, Konata's very, very much a gremlin. She has a snarky sense of humor. She also likes to poke fun at, at things. Um, okay, look, I know we were talking about how terrible it would be if Konata was a god. She's a much more benevolent, chill god than Haruhi ever yes, will be. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Konata would just make us, would just make things fun. Haruhi would literally make us miserable. No oh. school for everyone. Konata's basically just like, yo, just. Give me your give me your games and shit, and uh, I'll stop flooding. Give me your give me your, your weeb shit. Make- I'll stop flooding your nations. Pretty much, <laughs> she will make you cosplay. She she will make you cosplay too, Heart. I memorized all the answers to this quiz game. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I do admire the I do admire the fact that like she does like she's what she's very she's athletic and she can do well on tests. She's just so ADD she just that she can only do it in to. one night. She but he, here's here's the thing. Like this is where I relate to the most about her because it, like, the thing is, sh- people like her and me, we don't study well. We we basically pull night all nighter. Yeah. We memorize the material and we do it. But it's just like if I try to study, I get so distracted and I don't retain the information. Yeah, so that's why I don't I don't disparage the show because it doesn't try to glorify that kind of personality because there's lots of people who can relate to that but it does 
go out of its way to show that there will be consequences. Like, you know, she has to redo all her summer homework because what did she write in all of it? I don't know. And they didn't accept that as an answer. To be fair, her cousin told her to do it. It doesn't matter. Just because the police told you to do it doesn't make it all right. Anyways, yes, Wendy Lee. Wendy Lee's very exceptionally talented as Konata. She's not my favorite performance, but she's a very, very close second. She's fun. She's a lot of fun. She's the best. Yeah. And and like I said, without her, the show would not exist in the way that it does. So for as dated of an otaku reference as she probably is, th- it, I'm glad it exists. I'm glad the show exists as a time capsule for the mid-2000s anime world as it was. And with that, wrapping it up, uh, I guess uh, let's go into our final thoughts here. Um, I'm going to break the style that we were doing here and just let everyone talk on their own for a bit. Uh, Zen, you go first. Um, this was a treat for me. I mean, granted, it's not something that I'm going to go out of my way to watch. I'm not really big on Slice of Life. Uh, to be honest, it takes me a lot longer to get through those types of shows. But then again, like, I love these characters. I love this world. The opening theme is fantastic, and I want to do the dance and cosplay as these characters. Oh my god. Um, but, (laughs) um, and I'm very much Izumi, but like, it's, it's one of those things where, um, I, I embrace the cute. I like it. I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it, but it, this was fun. I'm Zenith Warrior Princess and I'll be here a weeb for the evening. I'll be here all week. The evening that is almost over. All right, Lilac. So I said this in the beginning. This, and I think it's been said quite. A, it's been said quite a few times. So this show isn't for everyone. This is definitely one that's not for me, because <laughs> <laughs> I just get thrown off with this show very badly. I don't know what it wants to be or what it's doing, and it's uh, I don't know. However, <laughs> for my kind of meh feelings about the show itself, the dub is a lot of fun. Um, especially for mid to late 2000, or like early 2000, what, mid late 2000s, something yeah, like that. late 2000s. I don't um, know what we're calling this decade. I don't know. What is time? Time is Baby just... don't hurt me no more. That is not how this goes. What is time? <laughs> not how the song goes, Noah. You are failing. Um, but even though I'm not a huge fan of the show, um, the dub is still a lot of fun. Despite some minor setbacks here and there with some of the um, secondary characters. But um, it is a fun show. A lot of moments and references that just make this a weird amalgamation of fun. Um, And despite my issues with the show itself and me not getting into the show itself, I still had a fun time with the dub at the very least. Uh, So, yeah. The, if the Lucky Star is not going to be for everybody, just like it's not for me. But this dub is a, is a fun, fun little look back of how things were several years ago now. Almost ten years ago. It, ten years ago at least now. Holy over shit. Over ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah he hmm. was oh getting God. old. Oh, God. He was a I grandma. Feel... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that fucking old. Come on. You old. Meanwhile, you old. I'm getting young. Damn you. God, I wish I had your fountain of youth. Damn it. But yeah, it's it's a, it's shows not for everybody, but the dub is a lot of fun. I'll say this: revisiting this one's been interesting because at the start, 
I really was not too into it, and it was kind of like, uh, okay, we're doing this again. I could do other things, and then just <laughs> whatever. It's fine. It's some dumb. It's very much more otaku indulgent, and I think I'm currently more used to watching nowadays. Like, I'm much more critical of Konata and her dad than I think I would have been in my younger days. Mm-hmm. That being said, the more I stuck with it, the more I stuck with it, this is a comfy, fun show. It's a very warm, nice feeling. It's goofy. It's fun. It's got a pretty enjoyable cast of characters. The dub's really solid and good, and I like like I was not sure how I was gonna feel revisiting this, but outside of a couple of things, this is still a show I really enjoy. And I was surprised to discover I still really enjoy this one. And this was a fascinating discovery and look back into something that was part of early life in regards to what I associate with, like, anime and weeb culture and stuff. It's fascinating. It's interesting. The dub is exceptionally solid, and the biggest revelation I discovered watching this was, um... Miyuki's fucking boring, uh, Kagami's where it's at. He's learned so much this time around. I've learned a lot about my tastes in the past several years. I've learned a lot about what I'm interested in. It's fascinating. I I like Sundere's like the next girl, but I mean, you know, I'm a gremlin, so. And you got, and, and that's good. It's good to acknowledge that, which is the reason I wanted to do this episode, because like I said, it has been... I believe almost exactly ten years since I first saw this show. I saw this is gonna show how old ago it was. I saw this on YouTube with episodes broken up into part one, part two, and part three. With pr- I don't even know where the subtitles came from. Probably not from the official DVD release. I was a bad person back then, oh and God. even then, we're, 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 we all were. Let's face it, we all were. In the pre-streaming days, you were allowed to get away with stuff like that. But this entire enterprise, this of Lucky Stars, I'm too close to it, probably to judge it as critically as I feel like I should, because it was my first introduction to a lot of the facets of Japanese culture that are probably commonplace to us now. Things like how you get into uh, high school, riding to train, the uh, entire high school culture, commercials, products, everything, like little details about it that you may not even think about if you have lived it for long enough. Are, were exemplified through the cutesier stereotypes of the show, which I didn't even know were stereotypes at the time. And in watching the dub again, which was an interesting challenge, because for a long time, I didn't really prefer to watch in the dub. I preferred the Japanese. I've gotten to This was point, the one show where Noah would go full weeaboo for. It, it was intense, very much so. There are lots of shows that I watch it in sub first, but have come around to like being totally fine with the, the dub for it. This is one show where I still really love the sub, but I love the dub just as much as I do the sub, finally. Because the adaptation of this was near impossible. I really think it could have been completely ruined with a lesser team. But the star actors, amazing direction by Alex Von David, and just the love put into a show about nothing. A show about... A show about enjoying youth about loving the carefree days of pre-college of pre-adolescence 
is really sweet and it's really inviting and although i don't think you can make many shows like this because people have tried to replicate the show and fail miserably because they got way too indulgent into it this is just a singularity onto itself that i don't think can ever be replicated and that's what makes it special and that dub being as good as it is is just a nice cherry on top of that so thank you to that team and if you want to watch the show i do recommend don't marathon it lilac can attest to that but maybe just kind of let it wash <laughs> over you Look, it was a poor decision to marathon it, but I also have very little time. No, so. no, I'm just, I'm just laughing at Mr. Noah Clue pot calling the kettle black. I remember March comes like a lion. You, I knew you were going to mention that because yeah, that was a bad choice. I also had no time, and I wish I could go back in time to rewatch it again. But you can. It's on Netflix. It's wonderful. I honestly I mean, wish we had more first, time. For the first time, I, we don't have any time. But now that you have gotten to the end of this podcast, which went on way longer than we thought we would, but that's okay because we're good friends here. Um, you probably want to know where I can watch this show um, because it used to be out of print for a while. It was originally uh, picked up by Bandai, who no longer exists, but recently Funimation picked it up for streaming and home video. So you can watch this show on Funimation for only $7.99 a month is their uh, new price for new subscribers. And it does... the the um, the if streaming you want a free version trial, also includes yeah. Oh, the streaming sorry. Ver- sorry, the streaming version includes the whole show in Japanese and dub, and also the OVA, which does not have a dub to it. Um, so if you really want to check that out, be my guest. Um, you can also uh, subscribe to Funimation if you don't already have a subscription. They have a free two week trial for new members. Get in on that and. Um, add another streaming service to the growing list of streaming services that are coming out there. Oh God, what is this world coming to? Uh, gotta love capitalism. Disney yeah. Plus is the only one I care about. I, I'm I, gonna subscribe to that. I'm gonna get that. I yeah. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. I don't care. I'll I'll deal without I it. I don't care either, honestly. Anyways, I have to have my Halloween town. Anyways, speaking uh, of capitalism, speaking of capitalism, we have a couple of patrons who we would love to give <laughs> a shout out to. Thank you so much to all of these guys. Um, want to give a special shout out to Crimson, oh, I got, sorry, Echidna, Echidna. I don't know why that's hard for me to pronounce. Sorry. Huge shout out to Crim, huge shout out to Crimson Echidna, Michelle Travis, and Nico Robbins, but with Yowie hands. And an even more special thanks to We B, Marissa Lenti, Jacob Wilson, Brad Mitchell, Jared, and Carly Leastkow. Thank you guys so much for supporting what we do here. It's thanks to you that we can continue to have special episodes like this one. And I want to thank you special people who are with me. Uh, you guys want to tell us where you can follow your stuff? Yes, my name is Andrew, a.k.a. Classy Spartan. You can find me on Twitter at... MangaMan9000. I am a community manager and moderator for the Funimation forums and Discord, and I am also a podcaster for Surreal Resolutions anime podcast, Podcast ONA, alongside fellow Dub Talk podcast alumni, Jet. I'm also dating my cohort over here, Lilac, aka Stephanie. Would you like to introduce yourself to you? Hello, my name is Stephanie, also known as Lilac in some cases or some circles you can follow me on twitter at lilac anime review with review being spelled r-e-v-u-e i also have a blog that i have not updated in ages and i really should um life and times wordpress.com zenith 
Hey everybody, I'm Zenith Warrior Princess. You can find me over at uh, youtube.com slash zenithwillreview. Um, that is my channel for all the things. I'm currently working on a crossover with the lovely and talented Diamanda Hagen. Um, and it also has a cameo appearance from Linkara as well. Uh, we're doing it on the first Saw movie, so look forward to that. It should be uh, out in October. Um, most of it is done. Um, you can also check out my cute, adorable ramblings at Zenith Will Rule on Twitter, and I do have a Twitch at Zenith Will Rule, um, where you know when I'm not you know dying from from uh, you know overwork everything. from everything, and and when I'm not like editing and whatnot, I usually try to stream on the weekends uh, and and other stuff, and when I'm not cursing Final Fantasy 15. Very nice. And my name is Noah Clue, and you can follow me on Twitter at Noah Clue, where you will see postings about the world of animation, because there is way more animation out there than just in America and Japan. Please explore it. The Soviet Union made great stuff before they collapsed. Um, um, I also post pictures of my kids as well, because when you're a father, when you are best anime dad, you post pictures of your children because they are adorable. And if you want to follow us on this podcast as well, just last thing. Feel for, please subscribe to us. I think uh, at the time that we released this, we probably just passed 3,000 subscribers. Woohoo! Yes. Yay! Thank you for supporting us. We love you. Thank you very much. If you'd like to thank support you us, be- thank you for being here and our weird shenanigans on a frequent so, yes. basis. If you'd like Chiaki, some updates Chia- and special things, we got a patron, a Kofi, and some other channels and stuff. And hopefully, we should be having a. Uh, uh, RSS feed very soon. What is that? Chiaki it's is purring for you. Is that the cat? <laughs> That's the cat. The cat is excited for the RSS Chiaki. feed. Yes. Chiaki is purring for you. Thank you for purring for our success, Chiaki. And with that, I'm ready to call it a night. Thank you guys so much for joining in. And um, I guess we'll just finish this off, this podcast off by saying... Do you guys think that um, uh, when you're flipping the beef on the the Korean grill, like do you put the do you put the onions on first or do you wait until the end? Man, I went to a Korean built thing where I just kept putting more and more on the grill. Jet and Steph are troopers; they had a whole grill to themselves. We basically had a grill to ourselves. We were basically a table to ourselves somehow. It was great. God, I'll just have it without the onions. Anyways, if anyone bonded that night, it was Jet and I over a single grill with like Uh five million plates of food. God, I love both of you people. Anyways, Otaku Otaku on, my friends. No, Otaku on, my friends, and bye me. Bye me. Bye. Call my manager. No. Uh, God, I can't take this fucking gig anymore. I'm calling my manager.